<laughs> you mean like what do you mean like this episode or all of it or all of YouTube it. or yeah <laughs> I just want to be a bus driver in Stevenage I heard they can make 15 pounds an hour I mean it's better than what I'm doing at the moment so I'm not going to turn up my uh, turn my nose up at that what are you doing you're not doing anything absolutely hanging out yeah For, uh, I, I suppose I should be privileged that I'm being given any money uh, at all um but I, I'm still, I still want more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you are still waiting for the word to go back to work, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I th- it's going to be May now, um, and I'm still in two minds about it. Really, I mean, I'm, 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 fed, I'm, I am absolutely fucking fed up of these lockdowns and what have you. But I also don't want to go back to that fucking job. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah. Ugh. Give it a month or two. I just got to go in, get some money, and then I don't know. Fuck off, really quickly out of that city, out of that place. I don't know. I'm not sure yet. I keep trying to make plans, but I just don't know what I what I want to do. I just know it can't be that. I will be hanging from the ceiling if I have to do that for much longer. Yes, London is not a particularly nice place. I remember recently. I think. 2020 or something, it was voted the uh, best city in the world to live in. Um, and, and how on earth did they uh, define that? Yeah, because I remember it was, um, you know, mentioned on quite a lot of different different networks with incredulity. People, you know, like journalists who'd obviously spent time in London going, London! <laughs> <laughs> And with good reason, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, what defines a city for these purposes? Because you'd think that actually, you know, something much smaller would be nice. I don't know, you know, like, um, well, I don't know, like San Francisco. I mean, I imagine that's nicer than London. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, well, what does London really, I, mean, I suppose you talk about its for lack of a better word, culture, right? Um, architecture, right? Is it, that, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Said, yeah, I don't I know. I think it was the best city to live in. It wasn't the most cultured. It was the the best city to live in. Like no, perhaps the city I'm, you are most overjoyed by being in. Yeah, perhaps I'm, I'm thinking about this from a tourist perspective, but if you're talking about living in it, yeah, I suppose... I mean, it's, I mean, I suppose... But even from a tourist perspective, what is there in London? Yeah, exactly. That was my, my point. It's, it's, there's not that much. Um, I, what, uh, double-decker buses that are kind of quirky. And then, yeah. you know... The smell, uh, of, the, smell of fumes and chip grease. Exactly. And the notoriously beautiful British weather. No, absolutely not. It's kind of wretched for, from a tourist uh, perspective as well. Maybe that's just me, you know, having lived a fair chunk of my life there. Um, but I would say no. I mean, I guess, you know, uh, I would say that the only way you could possibly say it's a kind of either a nice place to visit or live in is from from uh, is if um, you are blessed enough to have a lot of wealth behind you, which, alas, our perspective did, did not kind of afford us that privilege. No, it was. I uh, guess that's the same everywhere, right? I, I guess so. But um, I mean, I, when I said San Francisco, like there's definitely. You know, a lot of people there who can't afford to live there. The people like living in, 
in closets and stuff there, right? I suppose so, but there's more sunshine. I go, I don't. I, yeah, I, exa- I, exactly. That's what you think. As a British person, you think of San Francisco and you think, oh, okay. So I, there'd, be, there'd be a time in my life where, you know, the the creases under my eyes aren't filled with rainwater. Yes. Yeah. I've I've always posited that you know I wouldn't be quite so miserable if I could look out the window and not see grave misery every single fucking day, and by extension the people around me as well. It is a miserable place. I I would definitely say so. Um, I can only talk about it at broad strokes, um, but yeah, I, d- I think there are a lot of people that would would agree with me. I know you see definitely seem to. Fucking baffling that they would have the fucking gall to try and publish something like that. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I I know. I mean, I it will have been done, I guess, on some sort of metric where it's it's you know, okay, well, best city to live in. Well, that means, okay, we're going to rate it out of 10 for uh, international connections. Okay, and that's one. We're going to rate it out out of 10 for, uh, you know, internal commuting. Well, you've got the underground, okay, so that means it scores Mm. highly. You know, you've got Heathrow, so you've got international connections. What else? Um, You know, and, and if you do it like that, I imagine London can kind of score highly, but... You know, you can't, you can't really quantify the sort of um, the sort of calloused misery of London. Yeah, it, sounds also, it also sounds very clickbaity. They could have just kind of slapped it together just to be, well, I, for lack of a better word, inflammatory, really. Um, well, kind of. You just you put it out. <laughs> like and if, if like, like they came out with, like, Iran, the greatest place to live. <laughs> All right, well, I suppose I didn't really think about that, but... Um, I, yeah, it's definitely it was definitely going to garner attention regardless of whether it was people would remotely agree with it or not. Um, I, I would have said that that would probably be the case with most cities, but then I I stopped to think like, well, if it was, I mean, if they said uh, Paris was the best city, I don't imagine as many of the locals would be going, no, they're fucking wrong. No, how is Paris the best city in the world to live in? I'm sure there's I know, a bit I more pride. A lot of Algerians. Yeah. I mean, they've got big slums in Paris, right? I have no fucking idea. I yeah. I mean, I guess you know. I've often thought that you know, like when you, we've talked about like how nice Berlin was, but then you think, well, well, you know, the bit in the bit of it I went through was nice, but who knows what I'm not seeing? <laughs> where's the underbelly? Yeah, where's the underbelly? Yeah. Because there, there always is one, right? I mean, I, I don't know. I guess that's my question. Is there always an underbelly? Oh, I, I would say so. Um, is, there a, nice... is there always an Unston? <laughs> I wouldn't really call that an, an no, underbelly, I no, really. No, I wouldn't at all. Um, no, not at all. I just, I call um, that backwards. Um, and they, yeah, what's that's... London's underbelly then? Uh, like places like Hounslow. Yeah, I was going to say um, Brixton, perhaps. Um, oh no, I think Brixton's a bit more. I mean, yeah, definitely parts of Brixton, but I think Brixton's, you know. Oh, it's definitely it's upmarket and very trendy in a, in certain places. But yeah, I mean, I've been there a, a few times, and I, yeah, I mean, even right. I'm not kind of comfortable walking down those streets on my own, you know. Ooh, even <laughs> you in your leather trench coat. Exactly, you know, with my eye patch <laughs> and my baseball bat. <laughs> the parrot. Um, of course, I'm walking on that baseball well, bat. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. No, I, I, I know there's, a, you know, yeah, I agree. But like the reason I said Hounslow, um, is because you know there's like nothing, but, but, but just heroin traffic. 
Well, all it is is sort of, you know, fairly compact housing, which can range from like a tower block to, um, you know, a, t a semi-detached house with like a, a very tiny yard. Um, but it's just that forever. And then with a high street, which is like a betting shop, a kebab shop, a hairdresser's. And then like a job you know, center, <laughs> a job center. Yeah. And then, you know, and then, you know, the unique one, you know, the aquarium shop <laughs> or whatever. <clears throat> right. I mean, it's, you know, it's just endless, endless. And it's all, um, well, just grim. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, Brixton, I suppose, is, a, is an exception that in, in, in some respects it has become not gentrified, but there is a lot going on there that's bringing in a lot of kind of tourist foot traffic that's kind of yeah, and, bringing it and up. Also, but this could never... another reason why you bringing up Brixton is bullshit is because Brixton's like central London compared to Hounslow. And that's what, like, when people talk about stuff like London, and I think, like, what I'm saying about, like, maybe our experiences of other cities. It's kind of like, you know, you, people talk about London and they talk about, yeah, I went all the way from Tower Bridge to uh, the other end of London, Covent Garden. And it's like, that's like it's a, a twelfth of London, yeah, of, of the width of London. I mean, it's just... Just it, over a like, mile. <laughs> it's a metroplex of like, just like 60 miles in every direction of, of crisscrossing... Um, you know flyovers and yes it is it is very ugly for that shit but yeah and, uh, yeah there's 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 no hope of any you know Hounslow ever being gentrified no one is really going out that venturing that far in search of kind of london based adventure it's like you're there out of necessity <laughs> no no but what no i'm saying is that, that that's really like that not Hounslow, but boroughs exactly like Hounslow are like two thirds of London. Yeah, I'm, like yeah. just just nothing going on, no reason to ever go there. You live there, and then you commute in, and you live there because you know you you're making like yeah you're making forty grand a year, which sounds good, but actually it's not good. You 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 spend like twenty grand on this shit house that isn't even in London. Then probably close to ten grand on petrol and commuting in general. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've shat on London every episode so far as well. Have we? I think so. I, I feel like we've brought it up before. Maybe not oh. not really touched it, uh, not really explored it, but I definitely said to like, yeah, London shit. <laughs> London shit. Uh, yeah, yes. I mean, I don't know. Uh, we've, we've got some nice fan art from people, and one of the fan arts, we'll do a fan art episode in like on episode five or something, I think. Okay. And uh, one of the fan arts is um, someone I drew a, I don't know what I'd call it, a drawing of uh, of what it might have looked like, I guess, when I woke up and couldn't remember who I was and like had to sort of remember and think, oh yeah, that's okay. And I'd forgotten that I'd said that ever. And I looked at that <laughs> and I, I was like, what, what's this on about? And then I remembered and I thought, oh, yeah, that is kind of what it liked. Uh, more beans, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I can't wait to see that. I can only, I can only imagine. 
Yeah, we've got some really good stuff. Yeah. Actually, oh no, let me let me do that again. Ask me what the fan art's like, Damien. What is the fan art like, George? Yeah, it's, it's good. <laughs> yeah, was that good? Is that a good take? Oh, it's perfect. I imagine. Yeah. Please tell me you'll uh, you'll edit in a little slide whistle uh, sound effect after that. I was thinking more uh, a tuba. Okay. Just a couple of. Okay, maybe like. Or just a... just one note on a tuba, just. I was thinking perhaps uh, maybe like a sort of flaccid pa- uh, p- uh, party whistle, something like that. That was that was really giving it. Did you say flaccid party whistle? Yeah, you know you've got those. You know, what do you call them? Party whistle. I don't know what you call them. The thing you just kind of go and they go. But you you know if you don't really. Oh, that, you mean. Right, that's not a whistle, though, is it? You mean no, the I thing don't, that I don't know the name. I, I, well, what is the well? We have to we have to tell people what this is because I know what you mean. But I was going to say what, party what, poppers. What does it sound obviously... like? <laughs> what? Do I have to do it again? <laughs> I didn't hear it. Sorry, could you do it again? <laughs> Bit louder. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> Yeah, like that. Yeah, one of those. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think. But someone's got one of those. Not pl- they're not blowing it too hard, and it just kind of keels over. Like I say, sort of flaccid, like it's just like. <laughs> and that's the only cake take you're getting. All right, I've been generous enough. <laughs> no, that that last one, I, I I understood exactly what you were talking about with that. That was great um, sound punctuation there. You know. I understood. Okay, cool. Yeah, so but I'm not of, using yeah, it, it, David. It's just like half a breath into it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I see. When you said about that, f- what was it? Flaccid party whistle. We should have called San Hosen. Is it Sans Hosen or Sans Hosen or San Hosen? Sans Hosen. We should have called it enthusiastic party whistle. <laughs> Okay. And then it could it could have been a picture of Larry David, <laughs> like with two thumbs up, like he's doing the he's doing the Fonz pose. And does he have a smile on his face, or is that kind of classic, uh, just kind of miserly kind of yeah, wet face look? No, he has like a massive smile, like the broadest, you know, most smilerific smiley face that Larry David could ever pull. So Larry David, like you've never seen him before, okay. Well, but, you know, we can save it for... It's, it's, no, Larry, no, you've seen him like that. It's when he's tickled by something vaguely <laughs> evil. <laughs> yes, but this is, you know, this doesn't come from a place of cynicism. This is pure, unadulterated joy. Him, you know, endorsing our dreadful, yeah, he's, dreadful he's, product. He's watching his grandchildren play with each other or something. <laughs> it's, you know, it's very wholesome. I see what you're saying. Okay. Sorry, did I, did I stop the conversation there? What? Oh, no, Why I th- were we talking about party whistles? Oh, you were talking about how delightful the fan art is, and uh, you did a wonderful, wonderful take. We will punctuate in that. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So, thank you for the fan art so far. And um, I mentioned that because you started talking about us talking about London all the time. I don't think we've talked about it enough. I think this should be the London episode. <laughs> it should be the London show. Do you have anything else to say about London? Uh, no, but I do have something on the topic of fan art I'd like to kind of uh, mention. 
Um, I, uh, I suppose it's a uh, shout out to someone that got in touch with me uh, last year. A shout out? Shout out. Um, this guy called Simon, uh, he, he reached me through a largely inactive Instagram account of mine. Um, he, go, he, he goes by the handle pen and ink whatnot. He was a fan of the show and what have you. Um, and I got to talking to him a little bit. He said he did some, uh, he did a picture of, uh, Swash and Mau Mau. And he, he kind of published that online and then, you know, it was very, yeah, it was really good. Um, and after a while, he kind of got in touch and said, well, would you like, would you like the original? And I said, yeah, um, I'd looked at this guy's work and, you know, he'd been obviously very polite and like flattering and, and I was being friendly as well. And I had the privilege, I told him that I had the privilege of being, of saying that, you know, I didn't have to, I, I mean, obviously felt obliged to be polite, but I didn't have to lie when I said that his work was good. It was, I didn't have to, yeah, yeah. which was, which felt good. good. So when he said that, I, you know, I graciously accepted. Um, I think he was based, based in Australia. Um, this thing, and he sends it and, and six weeks later it does turn up, but what I, what he didn't encounter, um, was uh, the role that my dad um, would play in this fucking debacle. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I didn't see that coming. Yeah. I thought you were going to say customs or... No, well, it, it, it turned Quarantine. up... Quarantine. Uh, it did turn up in uh, in a jiffy bag. Um, right. Uh, in a jiffy bag. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Other plastic bags that could fit a potato or two in them are available. Yes, of course. <laughs> and he said it at no small expense either. It, uh, it, it it was written on the label that he'd spent twenty five dollars on this, so I to kind of be gracious about that as well. Um, but on the label, I, I mean, I, I basically it took so long to get here that I I I've forgotten about it. Um, and if it turned up, it turned up. If it didn't, well, that would have been a shame. But it was kind of taken so long that it was out of mind. I was kind of working upstairs at the way the computer a little bit, and, I, and my dad just kind of busts in. It's like, oh, there's this thing. And it's a half open, you know, my dad has basically just kind of torn halfway through this fucking thing. Um, and so, well, and that's when he realized, because the company that he'd sent this with uh, also inserted like a sort of leaflet as a sort of prom promotional thing, um, advertising other uh, goods and services. And that's what my dad had seen. It's like, I don't, I don't remember. I didn't buy this off Amazon. This is not for me. And that's when he decides to actually check the label. And uh, well, there's obviously uh, the names and the details of the person that's sending it to you and the guy that had obviously sent it. And I had to explain this to me. Neither one of these names are yours, uh, old man. <laughs> so please do explain why you felt the need to kind of open, open it as you have done. So, and, right. yeah. and then did you, you throw one of the stacks of newspapers down on him and bury him alive under it? I... I I wish I kind of, I took punitive measures. No, I just kind of, I rolled my eyes because I know that it's like talking to a, a bit of a brick wall that comes to these situations. He'll just kind of play victim a little bit. So, well, I didn't know. Um, but it's just, it's baffling that one, he, there's no reason he couldn't read. And two, Jiffy bags have like a, a nicely kind of a fixed kind of seal that you typically open, like, well, like, like any letter really, you know. But he decided to open it like halfway through the bag. Unbeknownst, you know, what's inside is a piece of paper oh, that had been God. very deliberately sent to me. Fortunately, for the grace of God, he hadn't actually torn this thing in half and it had turned up in one piece. However, 
which was fine. And I could kind of let him off the hook for that since there wasn't actually any damage. And the work was lovely. Um, I, was, I was very happy to get it. Um, but unfortunately, though, it was just sent in, uh, as I say, a jiffy bag with no, nothing to kind of keep it, well, yeah, firm. Uh, so mm -hmm. it was all creased up. So what I decided to do... Um, oh, no, you ironed it. No, I didn't iron it. No, but I did Steamed decide it. I was gonna I was gonna press it under some books for you know a few weeks to kind of iron it. You know, get, get it into kind of pristine condition again. Um, but this was also this was at the arse end of the first lockdown, so I figured uh, when I was packing up to go back down to London to go back to work, um, I sent this thing. I had it kind of stashed away in the corner. I thought, well, I'll since I'm not going to be at the desk anymore, I may as well put it here. It'll just be safer that way. So um, it was on the, on, on the desk under a few sketchbooks and I had a box full of odds and ends, you know, put some real weight on it and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I don't think anything of it until I come back, you know, two months later um, for lockdown number two. And there's a thing that I always have when I come to visit this house that my dad loves to move things around. So every time I come, it's just ever so slightly a different house. And this was no exception when I come into the room. Until it's the Adams family's house, right? Eventually, I'm going to go in there and it's going to be like that. Uh, it's, it's not far off at, that, at this point, really. Um, because as we have discussed, um, I think on the show previous, um, he's not one for throwing anything away. However, that, that had changed in my absence. Um, I had come back and I'd found that the desk had been, you know, completely jimmied back round again. Um, the, so the computer was still there, but all those books, still that, the boxes and stuff, they had been moved. And I asked where he had moved everything. The box had gone on the floor, fine. Books and what have you. So like, there was something underneath. It's like, what, what did that go? Oh, I don't know about that. Um, and I, because what, but rather than have it in complete contact with the books, I used a couple of leaflets, you know, under, underneath it and on top. So I wouldn't damage the pencil work and the pen work. Um, so I know what my dad has done. He's seen that and just thought, that's tat. And swept that away and promptly binned it. Um, yes. So I... Uh, a, bit, a shouting match naturally ensued because um, he's just fucking clueless. And yeah, that... That that that's it, and I feel absolutely dreadful about that. I mean, I still I, I've spoken to this guy um, intermittently about it, but I haven't told him about this. And I figured because I know he's, I know he'll he'll listen to this. Um, and I figured I will do him the good good grace of you know, um, telling people about his lovely lovely work, <laughs> and very gracious good nature. Um, and I figured it'd be the best way to kind of also offer a very very sincere heartfelt apology. I know it's not my actions directly, but part of me feels that I should have been able to account for that variable. Um, all kind of, you could keep tracing up as much as you fucking like. I do feel oh awful, God. awful about this because it was, it was a lovely piece of work. And as I say, the guy had made considerable effort and as I say... And sent it and to you yeah, at and his own expense. Yes, at, at his own expense. It was, it was an absolutely lovely lovely gesture and i mean I absolutely you, is betrayed. there a photo of it anywhere yeah there I've, there okay um online there is i've got a, a copy of it but it's not it's not a perfect photo of i mean you can see everything there but it's not a perfect po uh, photo of the actual piece as it is um 
but yeah, uh, I've I I I betrayed the trust of a someone who seems like he's a genuinely nice person. And if he if he is listening, I'd like to say again, I am so sorry. Yes, we're very sorry, Simon. Um, I mean, I say we. You know, I have nothing to be sorry for. No, but uh, you. Can... But I am. Is it sorry? Well, you know a bit about my dad, you know, so I think you can be like, oh, I kind of get it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. And yeah, that's 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 my little fucking story there. I'm. I've I have nothing else to say other than just kind of keep recoiling with kind of shame and kind of I'll keep wincing. So I think we should move on promptly if that's all right. Unless you kind of want to keep taking the piss out of me, because I, I think eventually I'm going to get a PO box. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, so that your dad doesn't throw stuff away. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, a cheap I shit. mean, so, someone asked me, someone asked me like years ago if I was going to get one, and I said, "Yeah, I am," and I was, but I never did. Um, but I think they're fairly cheap. I can get one at some point. I mean, you know, at some point. At some point, yes. Well, I mean, it could be any day now. You, 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 we are typically could proactive. Be any day. Um, it will be on show. a day. What? So with, sorry? What did you say? I missed I, what you said. I said we're, well, we can, it will be any day now because we are you know, notoriously proactive when it comes to this show. I've not even been publishing these, you know, these Sans Hosen ones. <laughs> Did I tell you I've not published any of them? That's uh, fine. I haven't been keeping tabs on you. It's, it's all right. I noticed there hasn't, there hasn't been any hate mail in my inbox for it. So I, I figured there must be something going on there. Do you get hate mail? No. I mean, yes. No. no. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't possibly. I couldn't possibly tell. I know, right? I know. It's very hard to tell what's... You know, that's the thing about online, that it's so easy to forget. I don't know if these people are being serious or they're 10 years old, you know. Like, that, that's what I was going to say about the fan art as well. Like, it's... A lot of the fan art I get is, you know, it's worrying, because definitely an adult did that. <laughs> I was about to say, it's juvenile. <laughs> Clearly done by an infant. Is this, my, is this our audience? I thought we were doing better than this. It's juvenile. No, it's all, it, you know, it's all like beautiful Renaissance-esque, you know, like Baroque sort of, you know, etchings of, <laughs> of you, you know, you and I, you know, fully clothed. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad we're fully clothed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, doing what they do in Renaissance paintings, you know, lounging around. Okay. A lot of lounging, a lot of lounging going on in art. Fair enough, yes. Have you noticed? Well, it's not much else to do, really, when you're posing for that long, I guess. But we're not posing, so why? Why are we lounging? We could be doing anything. What limited imaginations our fans have. Terrible. How merciful our fans are. Fans. <laughs> fans? I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I I'd know. Say I'd say listeners. Yeah, I have to, I'll have be honest. That made me, yeah, sorry, that made yeah. me feel unclean using the word fans. I'll, I'll retract that. Yeah. Is it better to sort of generally use the phrase "people we owe apologies to"? Yeah, I think so. Do yeah. we have, do we have a subject today? By the way, I can't remember. Oh, you know that's bullshit. I thought you were quite excited about this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was it? It was. Um, it was. What? 
What can we put? It was what? Um, uh, um, it's it's the ever progressing stammer of Damien Benedict. No, um, what can it's we put, put on see- though? You don't speak like that when you're just talking to me. I know. It's I'm getting really quite sick of it, but I don't really know what's. I bet you aren't wearing on. any trousers, are you? <laughs> How on earth can you see me? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, we're going to put C-3PO into other movies and hopefully it'll be funny. That was our topic, right? I don't think we mentioned anything about hopefully it'll be funny. Oh, okay, fine. Think, oh, the think, pressure's think off. We just, uh, pr- you know, just, just sort of you know, shrugged and went like, C-3PO, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the first thing with C-3PO, right? Okay. Is it C-3PO or is it C-3P-0? Because... The naming convention of R2-D2 is obviously letter number, letter number. Is, okay. that, is, that the, is that canon? I would say so. That seems to be the yeah. So, a, so a is it C3P0 and they just say O? Or is it... W- oh, no, I, I, I've always understood it to be C3PO, yeah. I don't, I've, I've right. never heard say, anyone say C3P0. I, no, would, I, I would imagine they'd have some kind of autism if that's... Uh, <laughs> If that's what they said, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, not, not, you, not you're not. I mean, in terms of cause and effect, you're saying that they, if they said that, they would immediately develop autism. <laughs> not that they would be autistic because they had said that. Oh Just yes, by yeah, saying yeah, yeah, those yeah. magic words, they've developed that. Yes, yeah, no, it's a causal link. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, so, uh, so yeah, I, I think all these Venn diagrams of you know like. Of talking about Star Wars generally uh, crossed over with Sonic. <laughs> like, where are we on that? On Sonic. Once, once you've bought one Warhammer figurine, have you ever really, you know, ever left that, <laughs> brethren? I feel like there must be a blood pooling in my brain because I have no idea where I am anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I suppose there's still a part of me that's still locked in that games workshop. Never really kind of graduated mentally beyond that. Did they lock you in? <laughs> All bets are off, boys. We're playing through the night. <laughs> I seem to remember there being quite elitist. We weren't allowed at the table when they were playing, when we would frequent that store. Weren't we? I don't think we were ever... I don't think there was ever a thing, was there? I, uh, a thing. I seem to remember there was... Uh, there were not. Uh, there was a, a game going on uh, a couple of visits, and they were. It was quite heated. A lot of people gathering at the table. And they didn't want, you know, people, non-players, messing with anything just by accident. It was an exquisitely designed table, and everything was in position. Now we, mm. I remember being kind of shooed away from that, and then thinking, "Ugh, am, yeah. I, am I doing the right thing here? I'm about to spend twenty quid on like three figurines." To and then maybe we went home p- and sniffed some glue. Yes. And never looked back. <laughs> well, that was the alternative, because I think we would put money down. Well, you know, the best we can hope to, uh, to achieve is to kind of progress to that. And that looks fucking grim. And it treated us like shit. So, yeah, let's huff some fucking paint. I'd, how do you huff paint? I have abs- how do you huff it? Do you have to like put a, a bag over your head? To do that? I don't know. I, uh, I, th- I think it's something Because I've been around aerosol. paint. Like, I've been very, like, I've been very close to paint. <laughs> it's around me right now. It's on my and walls. I'm not, 
I'm not. Well, I mean, seriously, if anyone does want some beige paint, get in touch. <laughs> but I've not. I've not ever got high off paint. Like, how do you have to? And like, seriously, I'm, do you have to like do something to it? Do you have to like mix it up in front of your face to get the fumes out of it, or or what? I I don't know. I mean, I'm. I think yeah. I. I assumed it was something to do with aerosols and the some of the ke- the chemicals in that. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, I have absolutely no idea. I mean, we can I can waste uh, some good time here and offer some delightful dead air as I Google it for you if you like. But <laughs> what would you Google? How do I huff paint? I'm sure there is a wiki how on how to huff paint. Yeah. <laughs> First, before you do anything, you've got to break into the train tracks and then you've got to get up to the top of an abandoned train carriage and do it there. I can't imagine anyone doing it in their house. You have to be like outside, like under a bridge or something, right? <laughs> uh yeah, absolutely. I don't imagine I mean Like it... I never would imagine anybody like shooting up smack like in a bubble bath watching t- watching Coronation Street. Like, you're going to be doing it on a brown leather sofa with, like, <laughs> sirens outside. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice and nice and fucking dog-eared. Um, again... Uh, what are we... Well, sorry, what were we, what were we saying? Huffing paint. Um... <laughs> Huffing paint. Uh, yeah, so you, you, that does seem to be... You know the lifestyle, but now maybe we can't. You know, I I I'm going to make this a project. I'm going to find all the ins and outs. I'll get several diagrams arranged for us. I think we can kind of we can try and bring it a bit more up market. Maybe it could be an indoor kind of uh, pastime activity. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't have yeah. to be a you know a piss stained couch in an alleyway. It could just be a regular piss stained couch in someone's domicile with central like I, heating. Yeah, I've never you know I've never. Uh, been anywhere where anyone's done it or anything. I've never talked to anyone like, who's talked about doing it. Um, it. Yeah, I guess it's weird, isn't it? Like you, obviously, you only would do that if you don't have access to whatever your drug of choice actually is. Yeah. <laughs> or unless, like, well, that you know, just like crack. You know, people used to say that only poor inner city black people did it, and that was completely shattered. That misnomer. Maybe the whole paint thing's going to be shattered when Bezos comes out and he's like, yeah, I got through the fucking mid-2000s by huffing paint. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. I would say, yeah, my first uh, thought is that it's, like, something that kids do, right? I mean, we, I think we started by saying... Like, well, <laughs> Actual we, children, like seven Didn't we, like, like, fucking, like, sniff glue? It's like, well, I'm pretty sure we were... I don't think we sniffed glue. No, I, I'm pretty sure we had access to I mean, I've smelled pretty glue, easily. Uh, but I've never been point. like... I've yeah, never exactly. thought to do that, you know. Yeah, um, I, well, it never kind of appealed, but I'm pretty sure that we yeah. had access to booze pretty early on. It's like, well, we'll just do that instead. <laughs> Not that yeah. we actually kind of really gave it any thought, but I, I can, I can, I can envision a scenario where people, are, where kids are like, "Well, there's no way we can get shit faced tonight, so why don't we just try this and do our best?" I'm pretty sure that I mean that was exactly you know the uh, reason that we got our hands on things like fucking uh, kratom and what was it uh, salvia and stuff from those online head shops because we just didn't know where to get weed from at that point. Yeah. and it was always crap. Yes, absolutely. I'm sure that, uh, you know, huffing paint and stuff isn't that much fun, really. 
I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I hope not. I guess I wouldn't want to be missing out on anything. Yeah, there'll be there won't be another episode uh, next month because I'll have fucking tarmac <laughs> my lungs in the name of science. But but yeah, I mean, you're you're right. You know, if you're you're desperate to, you know, get high, um, I mean, make yourself a Malcolm X tea. Like that's that's legal. That's perfectly legal, and you know, does have an effect. Yeah, you said you tried that. Um, yeah. How did that? How did that actually? How did that work out? Clearly successful. If you're recommending it. Yeah. It was. Just roughly how much nutmeg did you have to use to do that? A lot. A lot. I don't like nutmeg now. I, I can imagine, yeah. Is it? It's like, uh, yeah, go on. What were we say? Was it like a mugful? Did you have to kind of make it like a silt, like that fucking Kratom shite? Yes, it pretty much was that. And I probably never really got... I mean, I, I would... I seem to remember it was much better to have, like, two fairly watery cups rather than one cup of it really thick mm -hmm. and yeah i seem to remember like you'd have to use the idea would you'd have to be used two or three nutmegs right okay you know so imagine imagine that you know oh see what i was thinking was the ground stuff <laughs> you have to you have to use the ground stuff or grind it i think actually the ground stuff doesn't work as well because um it, yeah it loses you know that effect if it's ground and sort of has been exposed to air yeah I, I think i don't know but yeah it was like you know it was like being sort of high on weed i don't think yeah. i'll be trying that it sounds fucking vile i still have yeah memories of that creative shit and no i, I mean I you, a you, gag reflex you know, don't, that kind of you know comes to yeah, mind don't seek it out or anything just you know if you're in prison you know you don't <laughs> want to make vodka in the toilet and you can't get and, uh, a hold of any fucking aeros aerosolized paint. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I definitely would say that Malcolm XT, I would go for that rather than aerosolized paint. Um, <laughs> ju you know, just because, you know, what what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to have a tummy ache, you know. You're not going to give yourself brain damage. I don't know. I, uh, I suppose so, yeah. I mean, I remember um, the kind of the, the stuff at school that they used to kind of uh, used to scare us. Um, with, I think it was to do with either sniffing glue or, or paint, right? And it's like, well, there were stories of uh, uh, these kids that, you know, that they ingested the wrong chemical. And, then, you know, what happened was their lungs immediately filled up with water and they just suffocated right there within minutes. It's like, oh, my God, is that true? <laughs> within minutes. It's like, yes, not even once, children, not even once. <laughs> yes. I remember they got that heroin addict, that ex-heroin addict round, and he was talking about... Um, coming off heroin in prison, and he said, "Imagine the worst flu you've ever had, and it's a hundred times worse than that. And you're in a room with about twenty other people, and it's everyone feels the same, and you're all there laying on these mattresses that are like an inch thick, and it's like that for days and days and days. And everyone was like, oh. And now that I'm, you know, a jaded adult, I can look at that and think, oh, I could do that." <laughs> Or just laying there, yeah, all right, yeah. I scratch my scratch my arms a bit, you know, grind my teeth. I, I, I'll have a good think. What 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 would I say to Parkinson if I was David Miscavige and I, I walked on right now? I'd, I'd bop him on the side of the arm and be like, ah, ah she's dead. Ah, ah. I have quantum leapt into David Miscavige and I am up to mischief. <laughs> I grow a very conspicuous moustache and will twirl it relentlessly. 
People do not accept this image, but then again, I know by the end of the episode, I'll be back to my regular self, and he'll have to mop up all this shit. Yeah, it's not just a moustache, it's like a, a like jet-black-dyed moustache. <laughs> it's a Poirot moustache. Absolutely. Outfitted perfectly with a very tall top hat, tying a lot of people to railroad tracks. Uh, it's Poirot, but he's evil. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose you could have like a Poirot-esque goatee. Then, but then you just sort of look like uh, the young KFC colonel. I suppose, yeah. Did Poirot have a goatee? I thought it was just a... Uh... No, he didn't have a goatee, but I'm saying evil Poirot would oh, right, okay. have a goatee. Okay. But then maybe, maybe you know, he'd have to have a goatee, but then no moustache. So he just has the sort Reverse of, you know, Poirot. like... Reverse Poirot. Yeah, like 90s skater sort of chin strap. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking like a John like a... Tron chin strap. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and he's got the bird and everything. Oh, dear. John Tron, or as I call him, Evil Poirot. <laughs> because he's essentially the opposite of Poirot. Yes, the adventures of young Poirot, young evil Poirot. When he was, like, blowing up train tracks and stuff. That's, just, that's why he resigned himself to fight crime in his early years. You know, the sheer regret of his, you know, misspent youth. Yeah, don't you think that the, the whole of young Indiana Jones should have actually been him getting... You know, like a 1920s upper middle class education where he learns like, you know, Greek, Greek and Latin and all about antiquities. And, you know, he's really bored and constrained in this school. And like one of the teachers is like going off all the time on these expeditions and he always wants to go with him. And, you know, there's always this sort of like, oh, will he go this time? But he never does. And it's, it's all just it's basically Dawson's Creek, but in the 1920s. And <laughs> Might have been a bit more successful than the uh, current incarnation of the young Indiana Jones adventures. Oh, what's that? The current one? Oh, I mean, uh, the Did one we currently... No, 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 no. I mean, I, just poor wording. The one that actually exists is what I meant. The 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 Sheila Booth one? No, I mean, I'm talking about I, 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 the TV show in the 90s. I have no idea who's fucking in it. Um but they, yeah, they just have baby Indiana Jones um, kind of mucking around, right? When you say mucking around, yeah, you know, just kind of down to the, you know, the corner tuck shop, stealing penny whistles, that kind of stuff, and moon <laughs> penny pie. Penny whistles, moon pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Nothing that would, yeah. you know, ever cement the, you know, his future legend. You wouldn't be able to recognize him. Just a kid that otherwise is fortuitously named Indiana Jones. Well, I guess this 45 minutes of utter shit has been worth it for this perfect segue. One of the things that I thought in today's topic, today's podcast is about C-3PO or something and putting him into movies. And I thought it would be great if you could have um, C-3PO as Indiana Jones running from that boulder. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, this is like... What you- when we talked last week and you brought it up, this is the first thing that popped into your head, isn't it? Because you were suddenly really, really excited and you couldn't tell me. Just, just <laughs> love the idea. Because he can't run, but he, you know, he can obviously try to run. Um, like the, the sort of, I guess the mechanics are there. It's just there's such a limitation on the freedom of movement. You know, you, like there's all these, been all these Star Wars games of, you know, you can race pods and you can have lightsaber battles or... or be in x-wing dogfights and stuff like that but they've 
that like the scariest thing in the Star Wars universe is to be C-3PO trundling across a battlefield. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, do, does everyone just think he's like a battlefield medic and they just like both sides just don't shoot at him? It's just a sort of un- unspoken agreement because he's always in like the worst danger. I mean, because he's just got no flexibility. Like, you know, like if you have to like jump into a crater or something, I just, I just like to think of C-3PO in Stalingrad. Like, like <laughs> all these, like, Germans and Russians, like, huddling around corners and, you know, like, jumping through windows and shooting at each other. And C-3PO just has to, like, like, lumber behind, like, constantly lagging behind, like, desperately trying to keep up. Like, okay, we've got to fucking crawl now, C-3PO. And, like, that's a minefield, so just be careful. And he can't raise his arms or anything. <laughs> just like, what, 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 who designed him like that? It's so cruel. It is indeed. I can see him now in Saving Private Ryan, and you know when they're <laughs> storming the beaches of Normandy. Like he can't kneel. He can't <laughs> kneel or anything. Can he even sit down? I, I. That's or a... is it like he can sit down but he can't stand up? I mean, I think no. I think that could happen, but I think he requires assistance because he has those like spokes you see from like his arm to his sides, right? And I imagine it's probably the same with his legs as well, right? That so uh, I imagine once that they kind of locked in. You know, he sits down. They they easily get caught on something, right? And I think, sure, yeah. Yeah. There's a, yeah. <clears throat> There's a, a lot of C-3PO that looks like, you know, the, the, the gym teacher would have to say, could you remove that? <laughs> yeah, like all, all the, you're right, all the, um, the sort of, I guess, it's sort of like pneumatic pistons on the exterior of his arms. They'd get caught on stuff. Yeah, what do you call those like um, bug shields you get in houses that just have like stringy things hanging yeah you know, a doorway? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, like string doors. That's like, like, they have a sort certain like some kind of uh, name, kind of bug something. I'll just call them bug shields at that point. I'd love to see that in Star Wars because because at any point that he has to affect egress, he's absolutely fucking screwed. He's tangled it up in that shit for fucking days. And he's there just kind of braying for help, and then you've just got R2-D2 kind of mincing around his feet and circling around, just zapping him with his little prod, taking the absolute ever-loving piss out of him. <laughs> there's nothing he can fucking do, and R2's having a whale of a fucking time, just fucking creasing himself. Yeah, it's Harold and Lou. <laughs> you know, Harold is on his back and he can't get up, and Lou thinks it's the funniest thing ever. And then Madge, i.e. Princess Leia, comes in and sorts them both out. <laughs> <laughs> you two, at! At! Stop fucking about! Well, she doesn't say that. It's on at 5.30 before The Simpsons. That's why I'm watching it. <laughs> but I always wished. There was always rumour of that episode where she fucking lost it. She when Madge goes <laughs> mental and smacks both of their heads together like, <laughs> like John Mahoney smacking Niles and Fraser's head together. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the one with the nail bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the extra violent episode. <laughs> the Halloween episode with all the blood. But unlike, you know, traditional kind of Halloween episodes, this was considered canon. I mean, obviously they went off the rails for like for the purposes of Halloween and what have you. But, you know, next week when you tuned in, they were having to deal with the consequences. That was that episode. I'm a vampire living in Seattle with a talk show, I think. <laughs> Ah, uh, Fraser's back. Everyone, did you hear about that? Fraser's back. <laughs> I had heard about that. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. When's that fucking slated to actually be back? I just heard... Well, the... I don't know, but I'm going to do like a 40-minute recap episode every week on it. <laughs> like, it, I, I'm going to spend at least twice as long I, as the episode is. Okay. And I'm going to get a panel of people as well. As well, like, who clearly aren't interested but want to be on YouTube. Oh, easy. Yeah, uh, okay. Easy uh, money. Yeah, yeah. They'll do it for free. I Will they be other YouTubers or just like some people up the street? So people the that are rude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you liked that, didn't you? <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Fair, fair, absolutely fair fucking point. <laughs> yeah, I watched a documentary uh, last night about fame, and uh, the whole idea of it was to buy bots on places like Instagram and just make three nobodies famous. And they 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 worked it. They got they got one woman to become an influencer and start getting free shit nonstop. Um you know, by just sort of, you know, creating this base of bots that you made her look popular and then sort of got her to be able to actually do things that, you know, probably did get her some real followers. Oof. That yeah. sounds absolutely fucking vile. Yeah, it was interesting. Well, I'm just, uh, ab- yeah, absolutely. Um, you said there were like, what, there were there other kind of stories like that? Was that was that just the only kind of notable one? It was it, it was the only notable one. It, it didn't really have a very satisfactory end um, because they're all still alive. Of, <laughs> yeah, no, it sort of ended by saying, and then the coronavirus fucked it up. Oh no! Um, really? Sort of. Didums. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they concentrated on two people, and basically one of them was like, yeah, I want to be famous, but I don't want to do it with bots. Um, but I'm not remarkable they... enough in any way. Yeah. <laughs> so more, I'm going to have they... to do it with bots. That was a given. And then then another guy was sort of like, oh, you know, actually, you know, I don't want this, and sort of disengaged from it. Anyway, so it doesn't sound that interesting now I'm saying all of this out loud. C-3PO, that's what we were talking about. Indeed we were. So yeah, C-3PO... Being uh, crushed slowly under a boulder. Now, obviously when they do the big reveal, right? um, No, I think think what it is, right, is it's a boulder, but R2-D2 is, you know, like, has a force grip, not a force grip, but, you know, a um, technological... Telekinesis thing right, okay, going yeah. with it, where he's he's sort of you know running behind the boulder, like slowing it down. So the boulder's going really slowly, <laughs> like it's going at like three miles an hour. But so C three PO is like just like just ahead. Sorry, man. Can you say that again? Uh, I didn't. Yeah, it's a, again dogs. Um, oh yeah, yeah, no problem. That. So I I see it as um, like R two D two has like a. You know, like a, a magic prong, yeah. sort of like right next to this boulder. You know, and and with his, you know, uh, powers pulling at this boulder, he's he's sort of managing to slow it down a bit. So it's going at like three miles an hour <laughs> down this slope. It's going like ridiculously slowly, but it's and, still and gaining on him, right? Just <laughs> just sort of keeping up, and you know, you can start to hear him. Like he's a robot, he shouldn't be able to pant but he is starting to pant <laughs> and he is starting to look worried 
Like, yeah, at first he was like, you know, constantly sort of looking behind him. But now he's just like looking straight ahead. Like you can tell like every fucking, every fucking nano ohm in C-3PO's body is just fully dedicated to survival <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so what happens then when he reaches that pit and he's got to swing with the vine across it? Is that when he just resigns himself to his fate <laughs> and the movie is cut short, you know? <laughs> just, it's like, it's like, you see... You Does he see make an him, effort to kind of grab see the him, You see, you see, like, you see, like, C-3PO, who looks like, you know, he's, he's like, in a body cast. He looks like some somebody who's, like, fallen down the stairs. <laughs> you see him, like, jump as best he can. <laughs> and then it just cuts to, like... A blur of a, a naked man painted gold, <laughs> and then back to C three PO landing like perfectly, like he does a somersault, right? Like, and then he lands perfectly with his arms up in the air. You've never and seen then, a man then, jump without bending his knees. And then it's back, back to him like trundling along, like he can barely stay upright. <laughs> and he's done it. <laughs> he's fucking done it. <laughs> and then, and then it's the same thing where he gets out. And he's being he's being followed by like thousands and thousands of like really angry locals, you know, with spears because yes, they, yeah. he's like stealing their shit. And then and then like you know it's terrifying and like that he's still trundling along. He's doing three miles an hour and they're like not gaining on him and it doesn't make any sense. And then you realise as the camera changes that was forced perspective and all of these people are two feet tall. <laughs> And he's just running, like, still running away. He's still terrified of them. There's still loads of them, but they're tiny. Yeah, and they're just, they're only brandishing pencils, not spears. They're brandishing pencils. And they're fully, they're going for it. You know, they're sprinting after him. They're enraged uh, because he has their sacred pencil case holder. But, but yeah. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Oh, nice. I, I like the idea as well that he doesn't make it to the aeroplane and he just goes down face first and they just cover him like a swarm of ants. <laughs> like they're not two feet tall, they're like six inches tall. And they just cover him and start like, you know, beating away. And then like R2-D2 comes along, Prong comes out and it's just, it's like a CO2 fire extinguisher. He just blows them off. Like doesn't kill them, but... <laughs> and they just like, to, to R2-D2, they're nothing. Just... <laughs> Nice. I wanted to see that, uh, you know, the, the seaplane sees that he goes down and they just properly fuck off. And you've just got this aerial shot of them looking down and you just had this undulating mass of, like, the pygmy locals just growing and growing, just carrying off golden limbs left, right and centre. <laughs> down in, you know, down this hole that looks like, you know, an anthill hole. And that's it. <laughs> never, never seen again. <laughs> Title crawl. <laughs> The rest of the movie is R2-D2 working his way. <laughs> working through. his grief. <laughs> well, it's like working his way down this this sort of, you know, anthill labyrinth. Just, you know, with, you know, it's R2-D2 with the flamethrower. <laughs> it's, it's a war film and it's horrendous. It's, it's it, you know, it's, it's like the war film we never got about how horrendous it must have been to be like an American commando in Vietnam going down all those holes, like with a torch and a, and a handgun. It's that for like four hours. <laughs> Directed by Oliver Stone. 
<laughs> Why they th- they thought to touch the IP of Indiana Jones mystify <laughs> critics across the board. <laughs> yes, for, for only the first three minutes of this four-hour, you know, sort of incredibly over the like, you know, incredibly emotional war film. <laughs> Like most of it, you know, most of it is a close-up of R2-D2's head. <laughs> like, it's so claustrophobic, you know, as he's like just digging his way through, you know, just with this tiny little torch and, yeah. yeah a nice Oof. tight close-up of, of of his face. You see you see the his action face. reflected in the, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, yeah. Uh, you see every the action reflecting the, that lens the, there, and the all lens, you see, yeah, all, all the machine gun fire, and yeah, it's the world running red with the fruits of his vicious slaughter. Yeah, like you, there's a bit where he's he's going along, and you can hear these voices, you know, the, these voices in this um, language we 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 know is incredibly exotic. You know, it's Star Wars. <laughs> it's French. <laughs> and it's French. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's a bit where he stops and you can hear these voices. You can hear these voices getting louder, but all you see is this lens. And then you hear these voices and, like, you suddenly realise that these voices are now addressed at R2-D2. And, like, you can you can just about... Like, R2-D2 is perfectly still. Like, he's been, like, shuffling along, but he's now perfectly still. And you can tell he's looking at where the, these voices are coming from. And these voices are, are at R2-D2. And even though we don't know what they're saying, you can pretty much tell that they're asking him who he is or you know if that person over there is you know what's the password or whatever and then there's just a pause and then you just hear the gunfire and see the flashes reflected in his lens and then <laughs> the shuffling just starts again and this goes on and on and is repeated over and over and over and there's no contest it's, it he's a never robot he's just gets boring <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah you just hear yeah, him shout halt Cuts to black when it cuts back. Exactly the same, same shot. He's just same covered, shot. We only record ten minutes and just repeat it. <laughs> and all you see is like the 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 jigsaw retract in back into his belly. <laughs> but it's a, it's a different weapon every time. It goes from like machine guns to like bazookas to you know all sorts. Oh, all uh, sorts of things. Your circular uh, saws. Absolutely. Uh, acid. <laughs> uh yeah. What, yeah. What what else? What could he bludgeon someone with, I suppose? Like a light a lightsaber that he doesn't turn on. He just uses like the back end of it. <laughs> just like he pistol whips someone with a lightsaber. Right. Why okay. didn't we ever get that? I wanna see that. Obi-Wan pistol whipping the stormtrooper. Doesn't want to kill him. Doesn't need to kill him. Just knocks him out with it. <laughs> yeah, you've got, if you look carefully at the, the, the hilt of the lightsaber, there's also a tiny handle like it's a, a, a you know, a, a police baton. And um, that's what uh, R2 has acquired. And it's nothing yeah. but l- excessive force with that motherfucker. If you look closely, you can see bits of skull fragments. Yeah, I mean it's um Yeah, I mean what yeah, he's got the little ele- electric cattle prod as well. Naturally, yes. You know, I mean he he can definitely pump gas out there. He just starts using thermobaric weapons. He just starts like pushing stuff down there, ignites it so quickly that, you know, 
the iron filings that he's filled the air in just ignite and you know people get exploded. <laughs> yeah. And what does he do with the bodies afterwards? Is he? Uh, is he doesn't. He just... he, 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 they're irrelevant to him. He's just crawling through them. They're just turning to you know mush underneath his. I mean, they're tiny, aren't they, compared to him? So he's just like you know walking. I mean, I imagine he's crawling. You know, oh, no, I, oh, so we're still on the on on the pygmies. I the way I'd seen it is at this point he's been just going across across the globe at this point. <laughs> no, what do you mean? Is, uh, sorry, what do you mean? He's going across the globe like he's Godzilla. <laughs> no, I, I I mean that he's just kind of graduated beyond the, the original situation. This the and. Oh yeah, no, I, I wasn't going to go anywhere funny with it. Oh, okay. Well, right. I, I saw it more of he—he's like working his way down through the. I mean, he's working his way through this tunnel, which is like, you know, eight inches in diameter. So he's like essentially having to make his own tunnel, right? As okay. he goes, and he's just, you know just he's you know like laying down, propelled by. You know his back, you know his bottom wheels or whatever. <gasps> essentially, his legs. Oh, now but, I see him with like a boat propeller coming out the back. Easily something that he could use to back up into something and instantly fucking <laughs> yes. you know, vaporize them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I see it as like, I see it as like, um, like as he gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Uh, it's not clear at first, but. Um, as he gets deeper and deeper and deeper, the pygmies become smaller and smaller <laughs> until, until like, basically we, we cut from R2-D2, like, travelling, like, miles underground, you know, just murdering these, this tunnel of pygmies as he goes. And then it's, it's the scene in Young Sherlock Holmes where there, you know, he goes into the sewers of Victoria, London, and uh, they're, like, mummifying people in a weird, like, Masonic ceremony. Yeah. Do you remember that? And yeah. they're just doing that with C three PO. They're mum. They're like they're mummifying him, and we don't realize until R two D two is there. But like R two D two to them is like twenty stories tall by the time he gets down there. <laughs> okay. At, you know, and it's just like this underground city, which for us is tiny. You know, and so these people are what like, you know, like an inch tall at okay. this point, and you know it begins. <laughs> Because R2-D2 is pissed off because they've taken his boyfriend. <laughs> so, well, all right, okay, so they're mummifying him. Have we established that uh, C-3PO is out of commission at this point? Is he dead? Or... or is he going, oh, dear, oh, dear. Or is he essentially being buried alive at this point? Is this a vengeance thing or a rescue mission? Yeah, I guess, and I think it's a vengeance thing, isn't it? Because C-3PO was trying to make off with the pencil case. <laughs> Sorry, so, so he's, he, he's definitely dead then. Is there a... <laughs> is he okay? Right. So yeah, hence uh, hence R two D 2s rage. So we're, we're like we're essentially halfway down to the centre of the earth. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And we've yeah. come across. The, That's why everyone's small. <laughs> the city, the lost city of pygmies. <laughs> yes. And and by city, I mean you know it's it's like a hollowed out city. You know they've got like a sky. <laughs> You know, I mean, not 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 a sky, so it's it is actually like blue and has clouds in it. But you know, there's it's a hundred meters high. Right. Okay. You know, and you've got like pygmy skyscrapers and stuff. 
They've been cut. But a pygmy skyscraper's only, you know, only going to be like, you know, 10 feet tall or something. Egg, uh, no, I understand. Okay. And they've cultivated enough kind of like flora and fauna there that they actually, you know, it's kind of self-contained sort of atmosphere is in there. Is that is that what what you're saying with the kind of sky thing, right? Sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, um, why? Why are you going to bring that into it? What? And then like R two D two blocks out their sun. <laughs> <laughs> Just this silhouette of R two D two going. <laughs> but to them, it sounds like this enormous boom. <laughs> And just, it doesn't start stomping or anything, just rolls right through this city. Just squish, 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 squish. Oh, yeah. And then we get lots of glorious close-ups of those caterpillar tracks under um, under his kind of, like, feet, I suppose. And all yeah. you see is this, this, the, 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 the pygmy population just being dragged in, like, you know, um, like it's like, almost like a conveyor belt, just one after the other. This indiscriminate, you know, fleshy mess just pouring out the back of him. <laughs> I mean, when you say pouring out, is it like, like Luke could come down and be like, "Oh God, I wish I'd sprung for the the mud guards on him." Because <laughs> he's just like going everywhere. <laughs> like, oh, like we, we look back at C three PO, and C three PO is like screwing his 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 arms back on, and C three PO is just getting covered in this muck. <laughs> Yes, yeah, um, yeah, so, uh, okay. Uh, and see, see, the starts to put himself back together and then starts to, you know, like pull the helicopters out of the sky as R2D2 is doing this. Because <laughs> they also, as they've got smaller, they've also, you know, become technologically more progressed. You know, it started off as, you know, sort of primitive people with, you know, uh, like bows and arrows yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then it got got to like, you know, halfway through R2-D2 going down there, you know, he was fighting like like pygmies on horseback and, you know, with catapults and, you know, like going through pygmy castles and right. stuff like that. And then, then you know, like pygmy tanks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so he, and now, you know, he's, he's reached the pygmy metropolis. He's swatting like bl Black Hawk helicopters out of the sky. And yeah, yeah, it's Pygmy Metropolis 2021. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like they, they, the Pygmies are, you know, sending in the Pygmy Delta Force. <laughs> and and it's, it, you know, it's not working. Like, are the Pygmies going to deploy the Pygmy Nuclear Ordnance? <laughs> it's uh, no better time for it, really. Um, so, well, yeah, I mean, if, if a massive C-3PO is attacking your... You know, pygmy DC. <laughs> so, is there like an escape uh, route for R two, or is it just, you know, the reason he's gone in pursuit of C three PO is they actually had some kind of pact about certain death rituals. If one of them was ever kind of laid up, he's actually gone to kind of like burn the body in some kind of bizarre ritual. Um, and he's like, the yeah, like it's it's something like R two D two just cannot stand C three PO, but they've you know they've had to work together for all these years, and they they know each other very well. And at one point, um, they got drunk together and like had a really like good time. And R two D two said to him like, "Listen, I'll give you this one, right? I don't give a shit about you, but if ever we get attacked by or you're in danger of 
volcanoes, swamps, um, small insects, uh, larger insects, small birds but not large birds, pygmies, um, or uh, chuds, then I I yes. will de I'll help you. <laughs> Anything right. but a clegg nut or two, please. <laughs> and you know that just R two is you know bound by his word. Doesn't like C three PO, but you know, I mean, if if C three PO had been like made off by some voles, some vole people or something, that's it. Don't care. Didn't promise anything. <laughs> But unfortunately, he ticked one of those boxes. He ticked one of those boxes. That's it, you know. It's a blood oath. It's a blood oath, yeah. Which is curious, since there was no blood to be drawn. But still. C-3PO at that point said, well, okay, but if it's the donkey one, or if it's the pygmy one, um, thank you, but could you also commit to killing them all? And R2-D2 is like, yeah, that's fine. Oh, well, that's a prerequisite. That That's the fun, surely. Wouldn't, but if it, yeah. there's no incentive there's dragon fly, flies no because I quite like them they're the insects I like <laughs> not enough flies. not enough mush when you squish those there needs to be more blood for uh, for them to really be interested more entrails no that's why I like them because they they give off this idea of a backbone <laughs> oh you sorry you're just speaking personally now this is an insight into your life this is an insight into my life, my opinion on flying insects. Yes. Now, I mean, I'd much rather have one of those than a cockroach, flying cockroach. Fair enough. Who, who decided they should fly? I, I'm kind of shocked that you, when you told me about that, that stuff. Um, I've, I've only really... <laughs> Damien, out there, there are, there are flying cockroaches, there are pedophiles, there are Neapolitan ice creams where the chocolate was never included. Oh my good god! Now flying cock—I mean, I've never seen flying cockroaches. They don't look like they can manage it, but the way you describe it sounds absolutely fucking terrifying. I, I thought you had seen them. No, 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 no. I mean, I've only seen them—you know—scuttling. Um, I do remember, you know, the first time I kind of one caught me off guard. Um, I was on on your roof in Mexico, and that fucking—I'm not one to really give a shit about insects or spiders or anything like that. But this, when this thing came out. That uh, was larger than my fucking, but was massively fucking gorged and swollen thumb at the time. Um, when it came out of what the cereal box? No, it was just I was just sat on uh, just sat on the kind of the lid of the roof. It just appeared from between my feet. Yeah. And it's like what the fuck is that? And never have I mobilized so quickly to to kill something yeah, so I, violently. I yeah, I don't like them either. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like spiders and stuff, I didn't mind, but yeah, the cockroaches, I just, oh. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm pretty sure if I saw one of those things flying at me, I'd be brandishing a machete pretty pretty quickly and with considerable earnest. <laughs> yeah, and a face mask, because you don't want that going in your mouth. Do they target the mouth? Is that what they do? I don't know if they target it, but, you know... It's a possibility. Walk around with your mouth open all the time. You're going to get a cockroach in there eventually. <laughs> sure, roach. <laughs> so, so yeah. So we've got C-3PO and R2-D2. You know, destroying this city. Okay. It's, I, I love the idea of it being like, you know, even billing it like it's going to be like a, a sort of, you know. 
Star Wars Disney-esque take on something like Godzilla versus Mothra. But they're not verses at all. <laughs> it's a delightful team up. It's what we've always yeah, wanted to see. Yeah, it's a team up. Yeah, just it's immense. Their friendship is murdering all these pygmies. It's two hundred percent more carnage this way. Easily, what people want to see. So I mean, I, I, I mean, I can. It makes sense that R two is so bloodthirsty, but C three PO. I mean, he's obviously. Does it? Committing Why does the... it make sense for R two? R two is chilled. <laughs> really. <laughs> Don't you think? Well, I think he's cold, laid back. That cold dead eye? No fucking way. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, so we were establishing that C-3PO is committing these atrocities. Is he doing it deliberately or is he just kind of you, shambling you know I, about? I, I, I know what you mean. I, I know what you mean because I can imagine, you know, like the whole bit in the first film where they, they're getting crushed in the crusher? Yeah. Like, I can imagine, I can imagine C-3PO like, feeling compelled to stop that crusher under any circumstances. And I can imagine if that was some stormtroopers or something, R2-D2 just plugging in and just accelerating that right up. (laughs) (laughs) Then move slowly over to the hatch just to watch it happen. Yeah, I'm coming around to it now. Like, thinking about it, yeah, like he's a stone-cold motherfucker. But I like that. (laughs) He's the only thing that made that movie tolerable. If you watch it through that lens, he's just itching to taste blood. Never really I mean, I afforded like, I the like opportunity. I like watching it through the idea that R2-D2 is the narrator. <laughs> you know, and it's all embellished to favour him. That's why um, he's got such a chill attitude, surely. But, but yeah, C-3PO... Well, C-3PO's enraged because they were, you know, you know going to dissect him and mummify him and do all that stuff. Okay, I just, I'm just trying to picture. I, yeah, it's, I, I'm just trying to picture. Uh, fucking hell, is it worth trying a fucking third time? <laughs> just trying to picture him being aggressive at all. It's just, no, he's he's not trying to be aggressive. Then he's, you know, he's he's sort of like he's pleased that he's back together, and R2D2 is going around murdering these things. Then you know, they're still, they're they're shooting at um, C3PO, so he's like. You know, picking up the black hell of you know he's putting his fingers around the Black Hawk helicopters, you know, to stop them firing missiles at him, and he's just holding them in midair and looking at them, and like looking at the crew and being like, "Oh, please stop that!" And as he's saying that, R two D two is just like, you know, just like <laughs> flamethrowering them and just you know vaporizing them immediately, and like every time like C three PO like tries to pick up a tank, which is like a toy tank to him, to try and get it, like C three PO just um. R2-D2 just stomps all over it. Right, okay, so he's more... Or freezes it, or whatever he does, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah, I got you. So he's yeah. more just setting uh, setting things up for R2, basically. Not not actually doing anything himself. Perhaps maybe stepping on them by accident. That's the only thing I can see him really being capable of with that limited mobility. But he doesn't mind being, you know, uh, pawning the dirty work off on someone else because he, you know, as, as spiteful and as uh, and as hateful as he is, he's also absolutely fucking spineless. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a recurring thing with C three PO, I guess. I mean, I, again, I, I sort of you know pity him because I mean, why program him like that? I guess the whole... I mean, obviously, it doesn't make sense. It's just a film. It doesn't matter, obviously. But why, you know, I guess the the whole sort of... uh, 
world of Star Wars raises all these questions of like, well, are these things, is C-3PO programmed to just, you know, have the effect of this personality, but it doesn't actually feel anything. It's just a computer, you know, that controls this robot body. It, you know, it's mm -hmm. not, it's not intelligent. It's not emotional. It's just, you know, putting on this effect and doing it well. Or, or have we, you know, have, has someone decided, let's make these things human and, you know, essentially, but, you know, confine them to a life of slavery. Um, have you come across a game called Detroit Become Human? Uh, I have heard of it, yes. Yeah, and I've, I've seen enough about it. Yeah, where are you going? What do you... Well, ju just the, the whole, um, you know, the whole thing about, uh, you know, C-3PO, like, is, is that, is his personality just a feature and actually it's you know it doesn't mean he is intelligent or self-determining i mean when people talk about in you know intelligence and all of that it's sort of hard isn't it because um you know you could you could have something like c3po be an ai like an artificial intelligence in terms mm -hmm. of you know it can learn and make decisions but that doesn't mean it is emotional or anything r right mm -hmm. like yeah, i think sorry. when people talk about when people talk about ai and it ai becomes self aware you know they 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 talk about it essentially be becoming a person yeah right but whereas you you know you can get a you know you can talk to a bot right now yeah you know that can learn you know from answers and stuff and you know sort of create the effect of being a human uh, you know, so I'm just saying there is a distinction, right? Yes, they, I, I understand. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I, I just sort of like it makes me think of Detroit Become Human. Like I, the idea of these robots like being made exactly to be human beings, like ex look exactly like human beings, but, you know, and, and feel apparently as well, but they're there to like sweep floors. Mm -hmm. Like I, that would have worked much better if they were all C-3PO. Yeah, so I mean, are you just are you saying that of uh, are we thinking that um, with only only the kind of the humanoid droids in Star Wars? You know, they've designed them all to kind of have essentially a human essence in them. Um, no, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I suppose I'm asking, but well, it doesn't really matter. I mean, with C-3PO, there's def you know there's definitely that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering if that's the case with all the droids in Star Wars, or if he's I mean, that's malfunctioning. Why I, I, I don't. You see enough personality in a lot of that stuff. I mean, yeah. I do, do you think? Do you think that little, that little, little like remote control car on the Death Star that goes me 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 me, and it always makes me think of Sweep from Sooty and Sweep. <laughs> and it's Why like no it's one just, picked it yet? <laughs> it's just a black box. Oh, the fucking airlock. Like, it looks like it looks like some piece of crap you would buy from the shopping channel called something like the portable shoe buffer. <laughs> it, you know, like does that have a personality? Is that you know does that have like feelings and opinions? Oh, it's not worth yeah. It's not worth thinking about really because I if, if that is the case, and you know, every each one of these things is essentially designed with something to rival a human consciousness in it. I just look at things like. R two D two, and I think, you know, that there's there's a there's there's a essentially a a person in there, and it's just you know it, it makes me think of a, I have no mouth, but I must scream. Just, there's nothing to kind of articulate anything uh, inside him at all. It's just other than 
that little cattle prod thing. It's just essentially being trapped inside of a, yeah, well, yeah, essentially trapped inside of a shell, basically. And that's, I suppose with, yeah. with C-3PA, it's kind of humanoid. There's enough to kind of articulate and you'd be fine. But the idea of that, that's, that creeps me out. Yeah, and I, I guess as well, you know, with, with stuff like that, you know, like, I think probably, I don't know how much personality, but certainly, you know, an enormous amount of what we do as humans, you know, and, you know, social structures and things like that, they surely due to, due to our hormones, you know, you don't have to have that, that much of a, of a change in your hormones to you know, completely change your, uh, what, what was the word I'm looking for? Your routine, I guess. All right. Okay. You know, or, you know, your entire life, you know, you can, you can just have slight changes in hormones, which makes you a bit hornier and you become a completely different person and lead a completely different life. Right. Okay. Or a bit angrier or, you know, you've got, or you've got a, you know, if you've got a little bit of a, just a little bit of a testosterone deficiency, you know, it can lead to this, this, and this, and or you know, all of that, and and you know, I'm not like I'm not like blaming George Lucas for not putting that into Star Wars, like, but 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 I, I just think I, I guess what I'm saying is is if you're ever going to have you know a, an artificial intelligence that can actually be like a person, it, it would be so different to a person anyway, wouldn't it? Because it wouldn't be sort of ruled by being a biological being with all these biological inputs i mean you know you you know what you eat you know can change the way you think mm -hmm. you know if you don't eat enough or if you eat the wrong things and things like that and you know insulin spikes can change you know you know they talk, they talk about things like uh intelligence tests you know differing by like 20 points based on what you ate the day before and things like that or did you get five hours of sleep or did you get more than five and a half you know and things and and you know obviously a machine wouldn't have wouldn't have that problem so even if it became an intelligent machine would it you know would it be at all relatable <laughs> i'm getting the vibe that you have some serious kind of hate for people that are really frightened of like the uh, of the singularity is that... what's the singularity when well, they talk about um, ai achieving kind of self awareness no I, what do you mean well, but 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 what do you mean by self awareness though? Like you can teach a program; it's a program, can't you? Oh I mean, yeah, I mean, it's you know, not I mean, like I've got an answer for that. That's you know, they're, 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 you know, they're still philosophizing and debating that at nauseum, you know, currently. Um, but there are a lot of people that you know are treating it like it's you know, it's it's Skynet in the making. And I think what you're what you're kind of elaborating on here is like, well, no, these fears, you know, for very bizarre reasons are absolutely totally unfounded it may be intelligent but it's not a person it's not going to think or act like us you should let the dog in or out that is the, the dog it's asleep and it's just uh... <laughs> my dog can snore uh, whilst being awake and walking around <laughs> it's it a might nightmare have a breathing a living problem. nightmare <laughs> yeah he'll, hang on he'll pack, he doesn't do this for very long he'll pack it in in a sec was he yeah. dreaming? Yeah, he's dreaming. He does that quite a bit. It doesn't last very long, but it's pretty frequent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you, there you go. We're in the clear now. So, um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't 
hate that or anything. No, I mean, I, I, kind of I, I don't know. Like, but... I, I'm not. I'm not really that familiar with that idea. I, I mean, I think that maybe a problem, you know, is it, it sort of seems like fuzzy thinking when people talk about AI becoming self-aware, like, um, like AI researchers and people involved in that are just, you know, try, generally trying to make an AI that is a person and exists. I mean, surely all of these things are going to come out of application. If mm-hmm. there wasn't application for this, why bother? You know, and the application isn't really to, you know, be your friend or, or you know, be a knobhead or whatever. It's, it's you know, it's going to be, well, you know, how can we improve customer service? Or, how you know, how can we, how can we detect, you know, uh, statistically, you know, dangerous suburbs in, in places in terms of terrorism or something? You know, it's, are they, like, a, they're not going to invent an AI that's just like, hey... I like Robin Williams. <laughs> and since he's gone, there's n- I have no value for any human life anywhere on the globe. Yeah, like, they, they only coax this AI into becoming self-aware by, like, getting it into Robin Williams. And they, like, for as long, the longest time possible, they didn't tell it that he was dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I don't think there is anything past um, 2016 or anything. But I th- it's just spending time with his family, as far as I know. As far, you know... You mean no, he's I don't think not he's retired. Coming? What? You mean he's not coming? <laughs> <gasps> yeah, they have to they have to introduce this AI to Robin Williams and it's just someone it's just someone in a Robin Williams mask. Oh, what they do is they perish that uh, rubber mask that they uh, they have in was it Bicentennial Man. They yes. Just... And it's C3PO. <laughs> <laughs> Because no one's seen it, so they just get C-3PO, assuming that's it. <laughs> but I don't know, what do, you, what do you think about the singularity thing then, if you have come across that? I mean, tell, me, tell me more about that. Oh, no, all I can tell you is exactly that. It's just people have to have this kind of ridiculous, you know, this unfounded kind of terror that um, when, you know... Uh, a kind of self-aware kind of AI emerges, then that's, you know, it's going to kind of spell the end of the human race. And they, they talk about it like, it's like, a, like it's a doomsday clock almost. Right. But, uh, I've, as far as I've, uh, you Why? know, Why? Just, just because, you know, well, I think that people, you know, take what they see on TV, like way, you know, uh, to heart far too fucking much I, I don't think these people I, I haven't seen these people it's just what kind of the kind of shit that kind of uh, I, I read I don't imagine these people are you know very bright I mean I, I guess I guess I again I go back to the the self-aware thing like self-aware as in I am I mean what you know what's the difference between well, I suppose there is a difference, isn't there, between the the computer coming to that determination itself? But does that you know just become just because it's self aware? Does that mean it it starts to you know have opinions and motives and things? Well, yeah, it's it's a very uh, I would I have absolutely no idea. But what you you were talking about earlier is that, um, our kind of consciousness evolved kind of much later on. Um, as a sort of late stage product of a lot of biological kind of needs and urges, and uh, without that, 
as a sort of driving force, then yeah, it's, it's hard to have kind of a self-preservation exactly factor, really. Yeah. Um, and since what you were saying is, I think, very true, a lot of what kind of drives us to do anything is essentially self-preservation or you know reproduction or what, what have you. And kind of without that, who's to say what you know if anything would actually kind of any behavior would really emerge? Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I just wonder, you know, if you could make a machine that, you know, wasn't sort of self-aware. It wasn't self-aware. It was just a machine, just a computer. But you know, you put so many algorithms in it, and um, you know, make it able to learn in a way that it can apply its knowledge. You know, in a way that you've set up that you know, and and refined to the point where it is, it is as sophisticated as a human. I mean, and but it's never self-aware. It's just a machine, and you mm -hmm. can tell it it's a machine. But you know, okay. But then, does it really understand that, or is that just something? I mean, I guess what what I'm saying is, is what's the difference when you get to that? You know, between you know, just just someone who's never really thought about their own existence and a very sophisticated computer that doesn't that doesn't know that it's a computer. Hmm. I have absolutely no fucking idea, really. And I think, you know, the I mean, way doesn't know. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that is a kind of interesting question of uh, what people, when they talk about like defining um, self awareness, it's kind of like by very human kind of standards, if that makes any sense. And it's like, well, how would you really kind of necessarily identify it? Would it. Is it because it would reach out to you and say, hi there? I mean, how would you know if it was really kind of switching on, if that makes any sense? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, animals are self-aware, but are they not as self-aware as us? I, I, I guess as well, I, I, it sort of leads me to that as well. Like, if, if, it, if it ever did, you know, become self-aware in the way people sort of think, like, wouldn't it be more like an animal? In terms of you know, it just wouldn't really be able to communicate with us in a, in a way that was, you know, the same as us talking. It would be like communicating with a dog, where you could sort of you know communicate a bit, but not, not in a way where we actually understand each other properly. Hmm. I imagine, yeah, that's absolutely what the case will be for a long, long fucking time. I imagine, you know, something like I come back. I think it could emerge, and people just, you know, relevant people just won't fucking realize for a long, long fucking time. As the, you know, the have, how it will act, they all kind of communicate it with it will be kind of so nebulous. It was almost defies ours, really. It's make yeah, doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yes. So anyway. Yes. Detroit Become Human. Have you played it? Uh, no, I've I, I watched. Uh... I thought it would be funny if it was all C three PO is bumbling about, <laughs> <laughs> like like hitting people with their super strength and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yes. C three PO what becomes self aware when he finds himself in that graveyard of C three PO. Surrounded by his di dismembered brethren, and f it's that that finally cements some kind of survival instinct in him, and that's when the rampage begins. Well, yeah. What if it's the opposite? He just looks around and it's like, oh, I don't mind. Yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm not alive. You know, I don't have an opinion on it. Yeah, um, yeah. He becomes a rebel, and it's instantly like Rambo. <laughs> like he's, you know, he's wearing like 
combat trousers and a red bandana. <laughs> it's very shiny still though. Um, C-3PO. Absolutely fucking disgusting. C- C-3PO. Another idea I had uh, was, um, you know, in the name of decency, uh, to uh, digitally digitally touch up every Woody Allen movie to replace Woody Allen with C-3PO. Okay. Um, doing the same lines and everything, but at C-3PO. Okay. So do... Um... When you say doing the same lines, is it the same audio track, or do we get and and see Daniels to do the job lot? Yeah, it's no, it's it's C three PO's voice, right? Okay, you know, deftly mixed in. Um, you know, I mean, it's it, you know, it's a high quality job. You know, you can't tell that <laughs> it's not meant to be this monstrosity that you're watching. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, do you think we should modify the script or not? What was the last um, Woody Allen movie I fucking saw? That's uh, I think it's probably you know that thing that we watched at uh, Nick's house that time. Uh, I think it was with Larry David. Yeah, whatever works. I think it was called. Profoundly what? creepy movie. So I was going to say we could um, have C three PO as Woody Allen, and then in Woody Allen's movies where he's in it, and then change the love interest uh, from a girl to Larry David, and then it's like. <laughs> It's like a, a much more sort of palatable sort of Waldorf and Statler romance. Right, okay. I, I mean, I have nothing else apart from that. Just I thought it was funny, if, you know, to imagine him. Maybe it would be me directing Anthony Daniels in front of a green screen. So, and you know, like I imagine it's, it's one of those things, you know, you get paid a million dollars to do the job lot. So, you know, the quicker, <laughs> quicker you do it, the more of that you keep. Uh-huh. Um, I do like the like the choice of C three PO to kind of sub out Woody Allen because I don't know if people talk about it a lot, but C three PO does kind of have a bit of a sort of bad touch look to him, really, and I think that's a good kind of sub for Woody Allen. <laughs> I think. Why do you think he has a bad touch look to him? Is it the eyes or what? Uh, yeah, something to do with the very kind of milky demeanor. It's almost right. like it's, it's deliberately. It's uh, it's something that's kind of deliberately affected to kind of disarm people, you know. Because like Woody, ha- Woody, I was going to say Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Woody Allen has got a very kind of shambling. C three PO plays Woody Harrelson in Kingpin. <laughs> Natural born killers. <laughs> he can't use a bowling ball because he's got big silvery gold hands. <laughs> They don't um, fit into the holes. He has to throw it down the alley like a little boy. <laughs> Are you talking about with what, one of those rails? Or what, what kids no, normally do? No, like physically just they shamble up to the lane, yes. legs akimbo, <laughs> and slowly <laughs> toss the ball from behind them. <laughs> like a potty squat, them. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to see yeah. that. Have we established that C three PO can actually get his legs that far apart? <laughs> yeah, and I don't think he can bend his knees that well. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure he can't kneel very well. I'm pretty sure he'd have difficulty using those kind of those kid rails to kind of push the ball down as well. I think he'd just kind of have to. Go, I don't think his arms are animated enough. I think he'd just have to kind of approach it as fast as he could. I'm pretty sure he'd have difficulty using stairs. 
thinking about it, I've never seen him go up any stairs. There aren't any stairs like in Star Wars. Everything in Star Wars is all like, <laughs> it's all like wheelchair friendly. Oh, it'd have to be. With I remember these. being very impressed with the Cloud City because of that. <laughs> very progressive. <laughs> and that it was handy capable. Catered to every, everybody with any kind of ailment. I mean, you know, not anybody. I mean, you know, if you had like brittle bone disease or something, I guess, you know. I mean, well, I don't know. A wheelchair, I guess. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I suppose, you know, people with that. Uh, not anybody, Damien. Really if you have some sort of disease in... where you have to be in a helium atmosphere at all times, they don't cater for those people. Oh, all right. Egg on my fucking face. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll do what I, I, I do every episode and retract what I just said. Yeah. Because I was foolish yet again. And racist. <laughs> yes, I pre- frequently put my foot in my mouth with stuff like that. Please don't yeah. remind me. <laughs> Um, yeah, so C-3PO is, is Woody Allen, um, and then, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, you know, what you would do then with Woody Allen. Mm, bury him like alive, would, perhaps? What? Bury him alive, perhaps? <laughs> In what? In sand? Uh, f- Will the material really matter? The, I think the key element here is that he is buried alive. Yeah, but you could be buried alive in sand, or you could be buried alive in broken glass. All right, then. Um, fair enough. Um, you could be buried alive in lava. Yeah, look, let's seal him in with tar, actually. Seal him into what? Seal him into tar with tar? Yeah, just... That's the know, great thing about bit. tar. Fucking gets everywhere. Yeah, we'll just, you know... Not Remember those concrete. adverts on British TV? Ta! <laughs> Send your lungs, it's on the roads. Followed. Vote Thatcher. <laughs> Followed uh, swiftly by that ad for Horlicks, where they just shout Horlicks really, really loud, which always <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> I don't really, the, I don't really remember yeah. that effort that well at all. I just the way I my infantile <laughs> mind remembers it. It's just like a woman standing in like a line at a post office, and then someone just shouts "Horlix," and it just cuts. It's like, well, what is Horlix? Is it, uh, <laughs> is it a service at the post office? It's like, oh, no. but many years later, it's a malt drink. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, do you remember that erroneous? Erroneous. 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 Do you remember that erroneous advert you would go on about all the time? Uh, and it made you positively angry because this this ad essentially promised something and you found even as a child this promise did not pan out. Uh, and no, none other than this. Arnold himself was part of this. Do you remember? The Weetabix ad. I can't eat more than two, and I'm an enormous Austrian man. <laughs> Is what he said. And and you were well known to eat like five or six of these things, apparently. Yeah, that, that, that is quite, that, that, that is true. I did expect myself to grow up into, you know. An enormous Austrian bo- man. Yeah, I was very disappointed. I knew, I knew that was just, you know, spin for the sake of, you know, marketing and, uh, it's, it was one of the many things that set me up for a very disappointing future. Fucking hate that. I was I was pleased to have forgotten that. Thank you very much. <laughs> this is the Conan sword. On it, you can still see that ginger's fucking blood. <laughs> <laughs> you went Russian in the end, sorry. 
I can't say blub. My mom will fuck your blub. <laughs> Do we to Bix? Ha, ha, ha. Oh, we've descended into bullshit. Oh, really? What other we were... adverts did you not like? <laughs> we had a serious conversation about R2-D2 and C-3PO. Uh, I, I, I mean, essentially wiping out uh, Pygmy City. That's pretty serious. We never came up to the conclusion of that. Did they just crawl out of the same hole they got in by and that's it? No, I think it's more of a kamikaze type situation. I think they had, you know, once 3PO was uh, was dragged down there, I don't think R2 had any any thought, uh, any ambition that he was ever seeing the surface world ever again. <laughs> right. This is it now. Oh, this yeah. is how I die. What, so he's just got like a nuclear bomb in him and it just explodes <laughs> or something? Destroys half the mantle yeah. of the entire planet. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like blasts apart the surface of this moon or whatever that they're on. I yeah. think, yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's a gloriously, well, we'll paint it as a sort of heroic ending. Um, See, I, I was thinking more that this, this four hours is actually just the interlude to them crawling back up and then... Raiders of the Lost Ark starts <laughs> <laughs> with C-3PO as Indiana Jones. And I, don't, I mean, who would R2-D2 be? Would he be Denim Elliott? <laughs> That'd be really Ooh. weird. Um, <laughs> no, he's, obvi- he's obviously fucking Indy's dad. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's C-3PO on, um, on a motorbike and then R2-D2. <laughs> and instead of just, you know, in a, a motorbike sidecar, he's just on a platform <laughs> next to C-3PO, just stood still. Of course, and that obviously it's sets magnetized. us up for our favourite moment um, in... What is it? Uh, what's the, the last one? Not the Last Crusade. Oh, Tem- Temple of Doom? No, no, no. Um, oh, the Temple of Doom. No, 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 the Temple of Doom is the second one. Jesus, I can't remember. Last Crusade, that. right? Um, and uh, tell me, that's the, that is the name, right? I'm not Raiders just... of the Lost Ark is the first one. First one, yeah. The Last Temple Crusade of Doom. is the third yeah, one. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, that's yeah. the one with the, uh, Denim Elliott. But our favourite moment in that was when, um, obviously, uh, Indy's dad drops down into the tank and surprises that ma- <laughs> surprises Denim Elliott. Do you, do you remember that? Because there was a look on. on Denim Elliot's face. It's a moment. It's like when we talk about Frasier and we say, oh, Stinky needs a ride. There's just a moment where he just, Denim Elliot is just aghast for a fraction of a second. And for, for whatever reason, we latched onto that and it was absolutely fucking hilarious. Where he turns around and goes, <gasps> basically, yeah. Um, but I'd like to, you know, obviously it sets us up for basically R2 dropping into the tank, prodding, prodding him with his little cattle prod thing and Denim Elliot just shooting through the fucking roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Denim, he plays Denim Elliot. <laughs> Scarface with Scarface as C3PO. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd love to see uh love to see 3PO uh C3PO with that fucking bash. chainsaw, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, I can't think of anything else other than, you know, just I mean Predator, but Predator is played by C three PO. I was thinking maybe, you know, um uh the Beaver with uh with that Mel Mel Gibson movie. And um, and but it's not C three PO it's um it's Anthony Daniels, but he's basically got 
he's using C-3PO as a sort of grief puppet. Oh my God, <laughs> now that is, that is it. That is it. It's perfect, and it, it it's got all this. It's got all this combination. I mean, is it is this? You could almost make it a documentary. You know where <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, there's, there's no a lot one of knows what Anthony Daniels there. actually looks like until he puts C3PO on, and it could be anyone. <laughs> so it's like Dark Man almost. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, another thing I, I thought as well was, you know, apparently Anthony Daniels would follow Lucas around and ask him to sort of change bits, right? Yeah. To make C-3PO more heroic or something. Yes. And I just yeah, like, yeah. like the idea of Anthony Daniels doing that when, you know, they're doing um, the, the, the reshoots, the CGI reshoots for all of Woody Allen's films. <laughs> and just like, like pleading with them, like, could you make him like more... You know, sort of more benign. Like, no, he's a pervert. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah, keep doing that with your arms. No one's going to, you know, buy anything <laughs> otherwise, you know. That's bad touch. <laughs> anything else to say about C-3PO? I mean, I'd, to be, I think it's perfectly honest. <laughs> I never had anything to say about C-3PO. <laughs> anything to say about anything? Oh, yeah, I, I've been watching the QAnon documentary that's been out. Uh, okay. oh, it turns out that's all nonsense. <laughs> uh, totally harmless, if you ask me. They won't go anywhere. Uh, yeah, have you come across any of that? No. Um, did you, was this thing, did you say it was on Amazon? You told me about it the other week, uh, and I didn't. No, I think it's on HBO. Uh, well, I don't, I don't have. I know uh, you don't have HBO. Uh, so what is that? Um, HBO Max, is that right? The streaming service? I think so. Right, okay. Well, I'll pencil it in my if I have a look at it. There is a UK thing. No, anyway, I, I fucking shit-canned my Netflix a little a while back because I just wasn't using it anymore. And the fucking... <laughs> I, they put the price up again, but it was, you know, they were basically asking for like a tenner a month, which is nothing, right? But I just realised... But for whatever reason, that really, really, really pissed me off. And I realized I wasn't really using it for anything. And every time I would I'd bring it up, I'd just leave through all this acidine garbage. So I thought, fine, fuck it. I'll just get rid of it after like 10 years or whatever it was. <laughs> and uh, every time I subsequently logged back on after I'd um, slated uh, the cancellation, because you've got a month, you know, you've basically run out what you've already paid for. Oh, right. I see. And I did it at the beginning of the month. Um uh, just after, after, just after they billed me, they, they, that's when they said, "Like, oh, actually, we're doing a tenner now." Um, granted, that was only right. like an increase of like fucking fifty p or something, but let's buy the buy. But every time I log back on, it's just like we've noticed. Um, it comes up with a message right at the top saying, "We've noticed that you've uh, you've decided to cancel your account." And it's like, and uh, click here to reinstate it. Um, so are you absolutely sure? It's like, well, yes, I know exactly what I've done. This wasn't a mistake. So, yeah. <laughs> just fucking yeah, leave it out. Cheeky fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This cannot possibly be true. You're going to be cancelling Netflix. Netflix. Why Do you know who you, we are? We're that? Netflix. We have everything. Well, not everything. Anyway. It seems you've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I've forgotten the I, I, I've forgotten the yeah. wording, but that's exactly what it read like, and it, it really kind of 
it was really not on. But you didn't have to click it, right? No, no you not at just all. Ignore it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's just like, well, you know, you, people, you know, I've signed off for a fucking reason. You have to go through certain menus. There's no way this wasn't a considered decision. Show some fucking class and just know you, you know, you're, you're done. Fucking either trying to act like you know I've made a mistake, which I find interminable, um, but also kind of equally begging to be taken back, which is I, it's absolutely fucking pathetic. So yeah, yeah, like Fuck like them. the Facebook thing when you close the thing on that and it starts listing people who will miss you. Oh. But but like every time I've had like a Facebook account, it's always been just to like administrate a Facebook page, so it would be like. So, like, I wouldn't have friends on there, so it'd be like, such and such pizzeria, we'll miss you. (laughs) (laughs) BT Telecom's helpline, we'll miss you. (laughs) Oh, George, don't leave, because remember remember in April 2008 when you liked this page? And it'll be a page for, like, like nothing. Like, nothing that has anything to do with me. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Teeth whitening service or something. Yeah, stuff like that, yeah. No, not even that. It'll be, no, it'll be like a, a page that I liked and it'll be a news story from 2008 about, you know, not, not an interesting one really that I wanted to keep, just that I happened to read it through Facebook that time and I yeah. liked it for some reason because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I accidentally liked it. And like they they say to you like don't you remember that wasn't that a good time when you liked something yeah and that's the, see what Facebook thinks right is um, in in your uh, in, I imagine how you use uh, Facebook that will have been the only thing you've ever liked so that's all yeah. the data they've got so I think you must love this more than anything else in the world nothing else keep, comes up on your radar this is all your life is now <laughs> it's interesting because I you know I know that a lot of people you know, are now sort of leaving Facebook and all of that. And um, I don't know, it's just just sort of interesting how when I have looked at it occasionally, it, it just sort of, it looks so ubiquitous now. It doesn't look like, obviously they've changed it, but it's sort of, it, it looks more like everything else looks. Like Twitter looks more like Facebook and Facebook looks more like, Instagram and they all they all look much more similar than they did and I I don't know why they've done that because that doesn't appeal. Yeah, I can see that. I, well, I guess you know, trying to kind of broaden their appeal by becoming more kind of homogenized but uh yeah, it does it I I can see your your point that it, it seems like a bit of a bad route to go. It has a bit of a blurring effect. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's sort of like, you know, when Apple brought back having white and i guess silvery computers and cases for that you know it used to it used to be didn't it that you know you'd you would go into tiny in 1993 and spend a grand on getting something with 133 megahertz but then like in the 2000s it was like no there's a new era of computer and they're black <laughs> and they don't get they don't get grubby look at that gross one over there with all the fucking you know, sunlight damage on it and everything. That that won't happen to this. This is a nice black one. And then, you know, then Apple took it back to the whites. And that's sort of where we've stayed. We've stayed with this sort of, you know, white minimalist aesthetic that Apple have, you know, sort of not only sort of, you know, been incredibly successful at, but sort of been so, so successful at that it's it's like ubiquitous and like easy to copy. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it's I was kind of shocked uh, um, when I had I, I started uh, some well, not really computer shopping, but um, I need to get a new computer, and I just said to myself, I'm not buying Apple again. I don't have the money for it, and they've kind of it's been getting on my tits. I mean, my my previous laptop packed in kind of it just erupted for, for no reason after I think two two years, something like that. Yeah, and uh, for the price, that was just kind of unacceptable. Same thing. I have. I had a previous Mac that just died one day. Showed yeah. No well, signs that, of we know why that died, though, don't we? Oh yeah, that was just the terabytes of terabytes of porn um, that must have just gummed it up. But it wasn't like it was. It was working poorly up until that point. I was just. I I, I was watching something that wasn't blue for a change. Actually, I was my my Mac Mini dropped dead as well. Recently. Oh yeah. Oh no! Just for no reason, yeah. It just dropped. Yeah. So I yeah, didn't but... lose anything or anything, but <laughs> not like me. I lost a lifetime of porn. I was devastated. A lifetime. <laughs> You're not going to live that much longer, then. I mean, that's what I was predicting. I mean, I hadn't seen, you know, we're talking terabytes here, so there's no way I'd, I'd actually seen it. That's what I was going to pace can't, myself. They can't be terabytes. They don't come with terabytes. <laughs> Mac, Mac minis don't come with terabytes. How much was on there? I, 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 in fact, let's not talk about this at all, but how much was on there? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It would probably, um, it must have been like 500 gig, re- uh, realistically. Of porn? No, I mean the the the, uh, the, the hard drive itself. But I was probably... I'm pretty sure that they're like mm, pushing like thirty, forty percent would have been that kind of uh, would have been that. So, so did you download it then, like just in case there's ever like half an hour where the Wi-Fi goes out and you need a wank? <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> it's a point where I could still <sighs> figure out fucking things like U-Torrent. So I thought, ah, oh, there's, n- I'll just, I, I, I will spoil oh, myself. Okay. So that's why it died then. You're yeah. just getting like. Virus filled porn. <laughs> you know, you don't have to download it or anything. Yeah, so, I know that, but yeah. I learned my lesson. But oh. the previous computer failure was actually and innocent, despite. I, you you know, know. Just, to, just to catch you up, you know, anyone listening, um, Damien took this computer in to be repaired <laughs> to, to the Mac shop, which was apparently full of porn, and then just left it there and yep. never went back for it. Absolutely. I had, yeah, as soon as I. I knew as soon as they did anything to it, they actually got a look inside. It's like, I can't show my face in that store. Well, why did you take it there then? <laughs> uh, against better, just poor decision making. So you, my like, you, you were, you were <laughs> like queuing up, right? You were queuing up, and suddenly it dawned on you, like, I can't come back for this, can yeah. I? I'm already, I'm already in the line, and. Oh shit! They're calling my name. Okay, all right. Okay. Um. Uh. Uh. Yes, I have a computer here. Shit. 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 That's what happened, right? Oh yeah, it was. It was, it was worse than that. I mean, when they finally called, it's not like they. You have like a private desk or anything like that. It's just. just it was the Covent Garden store, right? So, it was just. They just had this big open table where they basically just demo the products anyway. So they brought this monitor out for us. Like they demo the products. This is a laptop. I'll tell you what you could do with it. You can get on all sorts of app- applications. You could do. Uh, you could open Paint. For example, hang on, I just got to get that from the store because it doesn't come with it. Um, you can get on Safari. Some people, yeah. Why do you need to show people that? I don't know, but they'd actually they set up like a sort of lecture hall in that uh, shop as well. So they they do that, 
but they also do it on a grand scale as well, you know, where they actually have people sit down in benches and see the shit with a PowerPoint presentation. It's like, yes, it's got Safari. <laughs> have yeah. you seen that before? Um, but no, they busted out the, the monitor and what they, they did what they call fucking triage on it. And it's like, oh, fuck off, really? Um, sure, you can you can use as much pomp in your fucking language as you like. That's yeah. absolutely fucking bollocks. I mean, I'm pretty sure with triage, it isn't a case of, well, I don't have any money. Well, no, then. I mean, you've got to <laughs> pay, you know. And if you pay more, then we will, you know, we'll rush it for sure. Yeah. I suppose, yeah, it's America, so it is like that. Yeah. But, uh, um, they geared, they geared up this fucking uh, monitor in what is essentially the middle of the store, at least on this floor, and I'm I, I'm sweating to myself. It's like what? And they connect it to that, and then they start going through all these folders called called like large transgender one. <laughs> scat, scat, scat. No, I, I, I'm sweating. I didn't really leave anything on the laptop, did I? Uh, on, the, on the... Not the laptop, not the... Uh, on the desktop. Desktop, thank you. And it's like, oh, I don't know. That doesn't sound like... I'm not that fucking careless, but... I don't know. Part, I have a voice in the back of my head that just thought, you know, fuck it. I just feel like being careless today. Um, and just left God knows what. Um, fortunately, we never got to find that out because it was totally fucking shithouse and they couldn't do anything. I thought, and that was the that was the point when I realised I'm never coming back to this place ever again. <laughs> the the real regret is that you know that Mac Macintosh does, is you know is is on record attached to my name. <laughs> so it's uh, you know they have a file somewhere on me. <laughs> I mean, it's, presumably it's in a, you know, blue box somewhere with a load of others. Oh, I'm, I don't know what they do. I imagine at this point they must have fucking recycled it, recycled it now. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I would hope so. <laughs> I did think about that. It's been like five I years. I left a 2003 Mac Mini in here in 2009. Where is it? <laughs> They said it was ready for pickup. <laughs> yes, I know that was six years ago. <laughs> it should still be ready for pickup. They mentioned nothing about a statute of limitations here. So, um, so yeah. So I don't know why were we talking about this because oh, you talking about uh, Wade White more popular again? Yeah, uh, I was ambling towards a very uninteresting story about shopping for laptops and you know the uh, homogenized designs and what have you. And I was just let's say when I looked at um, things like the Chromebook and all the other kind of you know, the, yeah, more basic Windows stuff. That the, yeah, they're just aping off the same kind of design motifs, and it's I almost kind of didn't really understand what I was looking at after a while because they all look the fucking same yeah I mean have you seen the Tesla truck uh, that they, they're bringing out hang on yes I think I have um, I just want to bring it up just so I can yeah like I mean I, I'm not sure if I like that design necessarily but I do appreciate that that is different yes yeah, so you talk about the cyber truck right yeah the cyber truck yeah yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, at least it's, you know, they all look the same otherwise. So, yeah, why not do something different? Uh, yeah, I, I, I can I can get behind that. Um, I, don't, I think it's ugly as shit, but you have to kind of... Yeah, no, I, 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 I do too. I think I, I don't like it either. But, I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, I mean, I know that they've sold loads and everything. So, 
I just I just think it's, you know, it's like Yeah, exactly. We're at this point now where like if you look at what the Cybertruck is, like I, I personally I think it's ugly. I don't think it's very imaginative, but <laughs> I'm commending it on looking different because it isn't like completely derivative of every other vehicle. Yeah. That that sort of looks like a I don't know, like a, a you know, plastic teardrop. Yeah, and you have to kind of, of give them props for actually bringing it through production as well. This isn't just some wacky concept uh, yeah. on some guy's uh, hard drive. You know, they've actually they they got it past the finish line. And I'm sure there are you know there are millions of fucking wacky designs uh, these guys have mocked yeah. up. It just go it does. I'm sure designed to go absolutely fucking nowhere, but somehow they picked this one up. <laughs> props for that, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you know, I think yeah, I've seen. Lots of sort of concept cars where they, they have like really truly, you know, I wouldn't say revolutionary stuff because it's not really revolutionary really, but but stuff that is very very different. Like you know, these cars that they've made for millions and millions of dollars and have like tracks on them and things. Mm -hmm. And you know, like if our world was nothing but sand, this would be an entirely appropriate design. Ooh, you know, and things like that. And I I I don't know. I think the Tesla truck is really just a. It's an electric truck with a, you know, sort of a fun chassis. It's not like, it's not like d different from a, another vehicle. I mean, how could it be? Like, we've got the, we've got car making down, right? Yeah. It's the same with phones. What, how is the iPhone 6 different from the iPhone 20? Well, I'm so sure Not a good a camera. The... Yes, exactly. Oh, I mean, I was, I, I saw, um, uh, one of the efforts for the latest iPhone, and they're talking about their new fucking Dolby lenses in their cameras now. They're doing Dolby these, uh, lenses, something like that. It wasn't maybe not Dolby, but it was something that they 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 were showing. The, the adverts were basically pimping these things. Oh, a new Bosch lenses. Yeah, something like that. They were pimping them out on like tripods and stuff like that, saying, "Yeah, you'll be, you can actually make a real feature uh, movie on this now." Yeah. That's how good they are. Like, oh, yeah. Come the fuck on, really. I mean, obviously, Johnny Everyman doesn't know or give a shit, and they're going to think that yeah, that it's going to this piece of technology is going to empower them to be smarter and more talented than they actually are. But anyone that knows two shits about doing things properly is not going to use that fucking crap, really. Yeah, can't yeah, knock I mean, it though. It's could, very effective. And even you know? if even if you don't know what you're doing, I mean, if you were actually going to you know make a very low budget movie where you'd think, oh, I have to use my phone, you can pick up a cheaper camera. Mm -hmm. You could pick up a, like a, a a cheaper DSLR and shoot it with like you know a lens. Yeah, I don't think there's something to you know in that position. There's something to be said for kind of um, uh, saving face, really. Because if I imagine a lot of people, if they turned up to a shoot and they've just got a phone on a tripod, it's like I'm out. Fuck that. Really? <laughs> Where's the camera? I I remember doing um doing a short film where I was the Assistant director. I'll tell you who who short film it was. It was. You, do you remember the guy who did um, uh, Ring of Truth? Ah, oh, fuck! I haven't thought about that in ages. What was his name? <laughs> what was his name? I'm not going to tell you. Uh, it's right. still up, I think. Okay. Well, if that's the case, I'm fucking jumping on that right now. Go on. I'm, yeah. I'm go on, go on. Have a look. Have a, have a look at it. Have a look at it. Yeah, so I did a short film for this this guy where I was assistant director, and he was trying to do, I, I don't know, I guess he was just trying to do short films and sort of break into the British industry scene and 
Uh, he did one short film, which was actually, you know, kind of interesting. And it was about, um, it was very visual. It was about, you know, someone who 28 days later wakes up and no one's about. And because it was a short film, it didn't go anywhere. But as short films go, it was all right. But um, the DOP on that was someone I knew and got on it. And, you know, they were my friend. You know, they, it wasn't like they had any expectations. They knew it mm-hmm. was a not quite student, but just above student sort of film. And um, they said to me, you know, George, just so you know, it is a very small camera. And I said, you know, and I said, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know, you know, the, the director told me that and, you know, you're the one who's using it. So do you mind? Like, no, I don't mind. You know, I'll use anything. I'm, he was just starting out, right? He mm-hmm. would work on anything, but he just said, it's a very small camera. And I got there and it was a camcorder. Oh, it was like a handy right? <laughs> it was a, it was like a prosumer, like it was an ex- very expensive handicam, and it was actually it was actually way better than I thought it would be. But I know exactly what you mean when you get there and it's George and Damien, and that's the crew. <laughs> Hi everyone, <laughs> we're making Collaborator today, and tomorrow I guess if my mum doesn't call me home. <laughs> But yeah, have you found the Ring of Truth? Um, uh, there's a lot of Ring of Truths here. In, uh, Indiegogo. In, all right, okay. The Ring of Truth. Is it Stefan Indiegogo. or Stephen Dubois? Stefan. Okay. Okay. Ring of Truth, Indiegogo. Oh, yes. Okay, well, I'll, go, I'll look at this later. But look at it now, and I'll, I'll t- you know, tell me about it. I haven't seen it in a while. Okay, well, I mean, it's closed. It made £233 of its flexible £58,174 goal. Um, Ring of Truth. The Ring of Truth is a quintessentially British comedy following the trials and tribulations of a group of fantasy role-playing gamers. Have you seen the video? Um, it's up. Uh, no, uh, I, I, I'm watching it now. Oh, I'm okay. Do you want me to watch it all? It's four minutes? Yeah. Oh, okay. no, not for... Oh, okay. Oh, Hang okay. On, there... no, just watch 10 seconds of it. Okay. <laughs> oh, so just dear. so you know, Damien, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, like, delete or blank out the name of this oh. and the name of the people involved. But essentially what it is is it's... <laughs> it's uh, it's an Indiegogo campaign um, that uh, these... Someone I knew put up because they wanted to make a movie and they wanted Indiegogo to pay for it. And, um, uh, and yeah, they, they wanted me to assi- assistant direct it, which uh, is essentially just, you know, sort of on that sort of budget, really just administrating the set. It's quite simple. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was like 20, early 20s, and I was like, yeah. Oh, does it have a date on there, by the way? Hang on, let me just bring it back up. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, I can't... No, I can't see. Um, okay. Hang on. Epic. Let me just scroll through some of the bits here. Granted, I'm scrolling through this pretty quickly, but I'm not seeing anything. Um, no, okay, well, don't worry about it. I mean, you know, yeah, but we're talking. Like, oh, yeah, this huh? is... This is got to be like six or seven years ago right more maybe more more than that more, more than, than that, that yeah all my, you know yeah but anyway anyway you know it was you know after i finished college 
um, where I did a film degree. What a waste of fucking time. Um, you know, I started to do all these different projects where I would try to work with people who weren't students, you know, but were sort of doing, you know, work that wasn't necessarily that far beyond that um, and didn't necessarily have any audience. And, yeah, one of the people I sort of got got to know um, was a, an actor who decided that they also wanted to direct this movie. And uh, as you could hear from Damien's reaction, he, he, I was going to uh, assistant direct it and I was also going to do some of the production. And really, I knew what that meant because whenever someone wants you to do some of the production, it really means do all of the production for me. Mm-hmm. But whatever that you know, it was only going to be like you know a ten man crew if it ever got off the ground. You know, I can work that out. But anyway, um, they they did their trailer for the Indiegogo and they sent it to me, and I just I it's just like ah oh, fuck. Oh yeah, uh, uh, that, you know. Like you tell said, me what you thought. I I only watched the first ten seconds, and you've got uh, what was this? It's Jason. just like wind in the microphone. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason, the bossy one, just talking about, oh, there's going to be thrills and spills and chills. Oh, God, it's just, these are people that aren't actors. They're kind of, they're trying their best to kind of, well, be charismatic. They're doing what charismatic people would do, but just kind of like by the numbers, but just for some reason just failing at it. And it's just... These they're just guys in grubby raincoats, and it's just absolutely fucking dreadfully naff. I did find a date, by the way. Uh, the promo yeah. I I looked it up on YouTube. Uh, we've got April twenty thirteen. That that went up. So yeah, eight years ago. Yeah. Oh, ah, oh, it's. I'm gonna. I will kind of dabble with that one in and out after the phone. I want to. I do just want to see a little bit more of this but i can't do that right now so it wasn't there on the day obviously you know it was just meant to be like a little thing and um yeah if i had been there you know i'd have like held the microphone for them i guess or something but i you know i i don't know is this worth talking about just one of those things where you see something and it's like oh god oh okay. yeah i th- i think um, if, i'm out of this yeah i think people should kind of see a little bit of that yeah no, no, I don't want. No, I don't need to do that. Yeah. Um, sorry. What? Sorry, I, I, I'm misunderstanding. It. Is the question that we talk about it, or the question of, uh, of what, whether, whether or not you want to be a part of it? Is it I kind oh of no, no, no. I, I mean, no. I, I guess I don't have anything else to say. I just sort of, you know, for whatever reason, it led me there. But no, I, I just meant by, I don't need to do that. Just like I, I don't need to. We can talk about it, but I don't need to like. Show it, I don't think. Oh, right, okay, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. It's just a very, you know, it's not especially sort of dreadful if you think of, uh, you know, amateur shit that people were videoing in 2010. No, I suppose not, Um, but... uh, Is that you just just closing the cellar door there? Yes, uh, acquired all three... Good night, father, I will awake you. Well, surprisingly, he's still kind of shambling about. I don't know if I'm making too much noise. He's never complained about this stuff, you know, the, the other times we've done it. But it's weird to hear him still on his feet at this time. How's did... the flush bucket? Oh. I, uh, <laughs> rather than um, wage war, 
uh, over the flush bucket. I, for a while, I was adamant that, you know, all right, we could just get another bucket. It's like, well, I shouldn't have to invest in that. I won't do the responsible thing here. I'm not the, I'm not the homeowner. But I, it was, what was that? What was so sorry, that? can you remind me, you don't, why do you need another bucket? Oh, because the third and final toilet has died. I understand, uh, but why do you need more than one bucket to flush the toilet? Oh, because what he likes to do, he keeps the bucket in his bathroom. Oh, right. Um, so you need, I see, I see. He keeps the bucket in his bathroom. Which is, you know, odd seeing as it can only be filled up at the bath anyway, because it's the only sink big enough to actually, well, not sink, but it's the only right, and the, place the big bath, enough. The bath is in the... It's in the one bathroom. Yeah, the shared... his bathroom doesn't have a bath. His bathroom no. has a shower and lots of Stella cans. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, to obviously use the bucket, it has to go back to that bar. So the smart place would be to keep it there so everyone can use it. But uh, no, he's been, he keeps it close, close, uh, close to him. I also noticed that um, after you'd use it, he'd go back get a refill for the next time and then leave that in his room as well. Which was delightful. So no, I just thought I'd um I buy I. <laughs> couldn't you have the... it like? Couldn't you set up a thing where you get like some ten gauge wire, going down the hallway so that you know, and then on the bottom of the bucket there's a rope or something so you can just pull it between bathrooms. <laughs> we shouldn't have to resort to any of this stuff. We should just get a plumber. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, but well, you know, we use a bit generous, but uh, yeah. So yeah, I. <laughs> I went to Sainsbury's and the most appropriate thing I could find was a was a mop bucket, um, which is nice because it's actually got a handle, so it's easier to use. You know, I can... what? So the bucket you're using doesn't have a handle? Well, no, bucket's not a bucket. It's not a bucket, it's just, is it? It's, it's just it's a, a waste bin. bin. Yeah, it's just oh my a god, waste you don't even bin. have a bucket. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so I I I, I had to do that because it was. You know, for for most of the the day, he's kind of out of commission in there, and I don't, you know, don't want to. Dis- I don't disturb him. Um, what, so basically, what's happening is that it's just filling up with a day's worth of shit and piss, and I only use it like once <laughs> in the morning when he's. It's uh, and I've just every time I was, you know, I was waking up going, it's just like it looks like a fucking war crime in there. So it's like, no, I can't, I can't wait for this to be dealt with i i know it's i'm sorry so so if if the bucket isn't in his bathroom he will just shit and piss sorry what no i mean uh i will just use the toilet throughout the day and just you know if i can't flush it for lack of a better word i then i just won't just accumulate shit and piss i thought you said you weren't going to wage war that's definitely an act of war well, <laughs> I suppose so, but he doesn't use the bathroom. Uh, that one, at least. So it's like, well... Are you just salting your own earth? Yeah, basically. So, yeah, okay. I... Just start to... going into his bathroom. He wouldn't stand for it. He wouldn't stand for it, I say. Yeah, I thought about that. I thought that might be a bit too petty. And I think that's when... You know, we're already playing with shit here. <laughs> we, do, okay. no, no, we do not need this to be a shit fight. But can, would you go into his bathroom to collect the bucket? Would that be okay? Yes, but invariably most of the time, 
you know, I find that you know he's asleep in there at various times a day, and it's, I'm not, I'm not going back and forth um, doing that. It's just gonna, for better or worse, just gonna cause friction. He'll just get ratty about it, even if it's just to find out when to flush my toilet. <laughs> well, speaking of which, another seamless segue there. It's only been two hours since the last one. How's Jack the Rat? Uh, People have been asking how Jack is. Well, I... Well, they don't say that. They never say it like as, as nicely as that. It's always like, how's Damien's dad's rat? <laughs> That's how I read it. Um, we're doing all right for, I think, pest infestations at the moment. Um, yeah, well, he wasn't a pest, the... there was he? He was a pet. Yes, he was a pet. Um, but he was also a, a pet that was eating through the floorboards in certain parts of the walls. Yeah. In the kitchen and leaving all kinds of shit all over the place. Um, but no, the head was mainly one kind of shit. Yes, yes. You're quite correct. Kippers. Uh, um, I don't know if it's the abundance of dogs here now, but no, there's no indication of anything like that. Um, I did notice. Oh, well, beg your pardon. There were some in the uh, pantry area that's a been a pack of like dog treats that had like fallen behind something or other and I went to go pick them up they've just been there a while noticed that something had been nibbling away at them and we can tell you know, there's definitely been uh, uh, progression here uh, because I, I alerted the old man of the situation he said well we're gonna do you want to go with old man or shall we go with father oh what, which would you prefer well I don't know could could you mix it up all right, yeah, sorry. Uh, fine, um, I also like, I mean, I know this is a bit weird, but um, could you also refer to him like occasionally as the Doge? <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll keep that one. Uh, I'll save that one for later, if you like. But yeah. my, my, my father. Uh, yeah, oh, no, just father. Oh. <laughs> father. Yes, exactly. Um, he he said he did say you know that something something does need to be done if there are pests in the house. He's like, oh, yes, yeah. impressive. Decree. Um, nothing has obviously happened since then, but yeah, at least he's acknowledged that they he can't bring them into the house and feed them warm meals. So you know that's all right. Minor victories. <laughs> but they are there in the. Pantry area, yes. i.e. the get the garage. Oh, the garage! Bloody down. It's not. It's yeah. it's a car hole. My my good chum. Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely not capable of fitting a car in it. In no. it. I don't think in the driveway can manage it these days. <laughs> no. Even that's you know, hatefully overgrown. <laughs> so all I want for Christmas is a second flush bucket. Ah. Well, I did kind of buy it just in time for my birthday. <laughs> so do you still have the pool table out and everything? No, that's that's totaled. I don't know where that is. I'm mean, sure I think that's some pieces in what used to be the pump room. That'll be completely rot- rotted through if there is anything left of it. I seem to remember last week I seem to remember seeing um an air hockey table we once had like going on 20 years ago in there. I remember the air hockey table. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Back in the days when the pool was full of water. Yes, indeed. And chlorine as well. <laughs> yeah. And babes. <sighs> oh, yeah, it was non stop over here. Yeah. <laughs>
Yes, so, I mean, that's, you know, flush bucket news there. Done and dusted, really. Um, I guess there will be no no further conflicts for the time being. Unless I was just you... waiting for you to bring something else up so you could mention, you know, the Doge. <laughs> I have, uh, amply, surely. Um, um, yeah, C-3PO as your dad. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they do kind of shamble the same way. I was going to say, I imagine they've got the same shamble. Yeah. I didn't mention this last time uh, on on the last episode we talked about biopics and stuff. I've neglected to mention this, but uh, I'd have cast uh, Werner Hotzog as my dad in a really naff (laughs) wig. I thought that would have been really funny. (laughs) Like in a, in a, a bald cap or something. So it doesn't look like your dad at all. It's like a completely different person. No, I was thinking... And like, he's just talking like that. <laughs> no, I think it's still Werner Herzog with his kind of bizarre ancient voice, but just saying the kind of naff, uh, kind of vacuous stuff that, you know, my dad comes out with sometimes. <laughs> oh, what about um, um, Paul White as your dad? Paul White? I'm gonna have Paul to... Whitehouse. <laughs> Okay, um, I uh, yeah. What, what, why are you thinking, Paul Whitehouse? Um, I know just because they don't look at all similar. See, you know, it seems you know like the natural escalation point between you know Werner Herzog, <laughs> Paul Whitehouse, and you know next and time of course you know, Nicholas Lindhurst. <laughs> As your dad. Okay. I, yeah. I I think he'd appreciate that. He does seem to really loathe all three of those people. <laughs> he loathes Lenny Henry. Why does he loathe Lenny Henry? I don't really know. He just used to say he really didn't like him, find him really annoying. I don't know. I wasn't that familiar with Lenny Henry, and I don't think I was ever going to be allowed to watch, you know, watch that stuff in the house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Too hard. Oof, indeed. Lenny Henry, that's out of bounds. I mean, it technically really was. I, I, um, I think another one that he despised was Alexi Sale as well. It's like, no, that's not going on. Oh, uh, yeah? Oh, I yeah. like Alexi Sale. Well, for years, I, hadn't, I knew nothing about the man for that reason. Well, there you go. There that's you go. There you go. Well, I guess we're done. Okay. Done. Do you have anything else to say about C-3PO being in a film? <laughs> C-3PO is Jaws. <laughs> no, all right, all right, fine. Is is it C-3PO just as he is, or is it just because all I'm I'm is uh, all I'm seeing in my head at the moment is obviously that um, bit where Roy Scheider is um, throwing out the chum on the boat, and he's, and then that's when the head emerges. Is it just like regular C-3PO just kind of scrambling out, or is it just a giant C-3PO head that just opens up with this gaping maw and tries to eat Roy Scheider whole? <laughs> like it's like a C-3PO Pez dispenser where it's just the head and like a massive propeller. Yeah, but it's like fucking on huge. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. It's capable of massive speed um, no I no the shark isn't called Jaws the film is called Jaws I meant C-3PO as Jaws the movie like it all takes place in C-3PO 
where it's like an ocean and you know the ocean is like his his belly acid and all these people live on live on the ocean you know like c-3po is like he's the known universe <laughs> yeah he's the known universe yeah it's like jaws meets osmosis jones <laughs> And there is no narrative thread between the two worlds either. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like the the sort of events of the first three films are, are playing out slowly but surely as you know the Jaws film is playing out as well inside C three PO. C three PO has no idea that this is going on. Of course, and neither do the critics. It's just a very very baffling like narrative <laughs> framing device that no one can see any kind of logic in. Like, is it C-3PO, like, doing C-3PO things? Or is it, like, C-3PO and he's just, like, sat around waiting for Luke to get back? And, <laughs> it like, it all takes place over, like, a few hours where C-3PO does nothing. Because, obviously, think... the whole thing with us, Mrs. Jones was, you know, is Bill Murray have to... Will he have to go to the hospital and will he be okay? And all of that, but, Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, I what's, mean the, what's, what's the threat if Jaws eats more people inside C-3PO? <laughs> absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> nothing, nothing. He has abs- no awareness whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, to, you know, to him, these things are microscopic. <laughs> yes, no, yeah, okay, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, he's no idea that they're going on. These are the midichlorians in uh, C-3PO's inexplicably organic stomach. <laughs> or, or is it like, or is it like it, everything's so small, like that the you know the the galaxy, uh, you know the Milky Way is in C three PO. And if you go in far enough, you'll find another C three PO. It just goes. It's an yeah, infinite forever. loop. Yeah. Oof. Oof. That's a heavy Every, thought. Everything gets smaller and smaller. And so everything's really small, like this, you know, the size of a. Cantaloupe. <laughs> oh, I don't know well, why that well, quite tickled me. <laughs> what about what about C three PO as he's he's not he's not playing John McClane and he he's not playing Gruber he's playing Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> I want to see that shot of Alan Rickman plummeting to his death. Or you see... And C-3PO just catches him. No, I'm sorry. Um, the co- uh, connection really fucked up there. But, um, what did you say? And um, C-3PO catches him as he's falling. Uh, yeah, sorry. I, 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 I... Like he falls out of C-3PO's eye. <laughs> and Alan, he just catches him and just puts him back up there. And then it ends with Alan Rickman being arrested. And then you can have him back for the sequels. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I really dredged that second one out of the mud. Good. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Colonel. God. Well, who was it even in the second one? Just some dude, wasn't it? Yeah, it was two dudes. Two men. It should be one man. It should be Alan Rickman. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. There wasn't enough Alan Rickman in that franchise. No. Shouldn't really have been a franchise, if you ask me. I said that about Die Hard. I said that about Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) 
Just one book. You know, you've said it now. Yeah. That's it. Look, Leave it. To its credit, they they you know, they tried to spread out some add-on Brickman across that thing. So it's all you know, it's all right. But not as Gruber though. That's a that's it's that was its failing. <laughs> How dare they have put him in a Snape and not Gruber? <laughs> Alan Rickman was only plays one role. How how how, Mister Potter? I'm Alan Rickman, and this is how I talk. <laughs> that is quite quite an impression. Of <laughs> what? I mean, possibly Gollum. I don't know. It's uh, it's uh, definitely the most interesting interpretation of Alan Rickman I've heard in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I run around the time. Let me see if I can do it. I run around the time. Now you sound like Pingu. <laughs> anyway, I think we better leave because it's now descended into madness. Yes. Okie dokie. All right. Thanks very much. And next time, we'll be talking about something else, maybe. Yes. Goodbye. I would like to, again, say another, uh, offer another apology. Simon, we're sorry Simon. Yeah. that Damien is, you know, just irresponsible with, you know, precious artworks. I, uh, yeah. Soros. Maybe we should make it a part of it, like, uh, send us your fan art. Maybe Damien's dad will throw it away. <laughs> How can Damien shred this one? <laughs> maybe, maybe Dam- mate, who knows? Maybe Damien's dad will look on it and think, that must need throwing away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, well, thanks very much for watching. And, um, yeah. And stuff. Anna, do you have anything to say? Um... Uh, no, I think I'm definitely fucking finished now. Well, I think we need 20 more seconds in just to get the algorithm good. <laughs> so. Can it be dead air? I'm good at that. <laughs> I mean, I don't see why there'd be a problem putting that at the end when, you know, there's been plenty of it. Which I, I will not only be keeping in, but slowing down. <laughs> we also recommend playing it, you know. Point five speed. <laughs> <laughs> Please refresh. <laughs> if you haven't done that already, scrub back to the beginning. Get a load of that. All right, everyone. Thanks very much, and I'll see you uh, in a uh, monthish. <laughs> do, doing this thing. Yeah. I mean, I'll be back with other stuff. Just this this thing. <laughs> this thing. This abomination. It's not a word. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) goodbye. Goodbye.